When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Triforce Mike. Roll. Lefty. Gone. We are ready to dive into another adventure. We uh, Hell yeah we are. This is this is gonna be really exciting. It was quite the epic battle last last episode. Before we dive in, we wanna talk to you a little bit. We got a great letter from a guy named Mully Allen who wrote in. It says he's been a listener of DD since episode <clears throat> one. Ever since uh, Brian's original posting on nuclear power alerted him to the show, he says, I'm quite impressed with how it has evolved from just a couple of friends recording themselves playing 4th edition to a full-blown dramatic production. A bunch of really nice things as well. He actually he has Doritos in reserve that he waits to eat until he listens awesome. to the show, which is really cool. Hear that, Frito-Lay? <laughs> <laughs> We're a donation-funded podcast. We don't have the official... Doritos endorsement yet. A lot of D&D stuff comes as a donation perk if you donate any amount to the show and we're donation funded so anything uh, anything helps even a dollar. Even a dollar will get you some cool art. And we've got if you want to play a little game with us we've got some donation drives to let you choose some stuff. Speaking of which Next episode is going to be the first D&D campaign that was created by a donor. Stay tuned for that. Tonight, we are feasting on some some Doritos, as, mm. you, as you can hear. We finished we the taco. taco. We had taco Doritos, and they got annihilated before we began Was there recording. any left? Did we... There's some crumbs. I, I took hey care man, of that, though. Hey, man, less the dust. Yeah. This time, we actually do have a big honking bag of wasabi Doritos. Aww, and I am I am just chipping away and, at it. And they are so, they are so I good. Have I haven't touched those yet. I'm a little nervous about those. I'm not a spicy food person. Oh, they're spicy, dude. Get yeah. in on this. I am not a spicy person whatsoever, so I will not be touching. No, you guys, yeah. have you had those yet? Oh, come on, Hex. No. You have. All right, all right. No. I think we both have to do this. No, no not happening. You have to have one. Come on, dude. Come on, Hex. Just just one. I'll have a fake one. It. I'll have a radio one. Oh, I'm no. having this. Ow, that's hot. <laughs> no, nobody's gonna believe that. Come on, Kevin. Kevin's a real man. Your life I'll have two. Rule is a real man. I will have two. Holy shit, you can have two. You're having mine. No, I'm no, totally no, no, okay no, no, with no, no, not no. being a real man. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'll have another until you finally have one. This is, you, this is gonna be fun to watch then, because I ain't touching them. Come on, Hex. God damn it. Hex, hair. Three. Do your balls have them? No. <laughs> There's something wrong with the grammar in that, but. Don't let them pressure you. I know what it's like to eat spicy things, but you don't. This is it. it. This is all I'm having. Fine. All right. Fine. All right. Okay, like, I'm gonna eat all three of these. It's extremely small. It's like a. One big. The trick is avoiding this the This is dust. gonna suck, isn't it? <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. 
It's not bad. It's not my type of flavor, though. It's good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. There's a delayed reaction on the wasabi. Yeah. They're pretty spicy. I'm going to spit this out. Don't. No. Swallow so it. Swallow it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I am satisfied oh, with my minuscule amount. Mm-hmm. But, but... I'm just going to town on these. I don't give a, I don't give a crap. We've got something really special. <laughs> oh, God. It looks disgusting. I have imported a bag of Doritos. Yeah, I'm really jealous about this. This is... Onion rings and ketchup Doritos. Mm, ketchup. From Canada. What? That sounds horrible. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Hey, here's that does a, sound awesome. Here's the thing. Lefty, you got me thinking about international Doritos. I knew they existed, but recently you showed us a picture of some Doritos from Japan. Black Doritos <laughs> with this uh, weird-ass packaging of a guy in o an orange bodysuit kicking a guy in a yellow bodysuit in the balls. <laughs> 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 what the hell? So I mean, it's weird. It's on the internet. We've got a we got a link to it on on this episode's page. This is from the country where you can buy used girl <laughs> underwear. Yeah, and the yeah, vending, vending machine. machines. Here's I found out what they are. Taitsukun or Mr. Bodysuit in English is a pair of trademark Japanese cartoon characters. These two guys, brimming over with love, seem to express themselves better in body language than in words. The character in yellow tights is Pierre, who is fickle and lacks patience, and the one in orange is Jonathan, who is meticulous and never loses his cool. <laughs> and there's some there's some like Japanese thing about kicking each other in the nuts. I don't really Well it's, is it funny? Because it is. It is. It's like the football to the groin. It's gonna win every time. Or like somebody getting hit in the head and they don't see it coming. Yeah. That's always funny. You never go wrong with that. Yeah. Good smack in the head sort of thing. So I, what does the black Doritos I, taste like? We don't we don't know. We're trying to get we're trying to find Sweat. a bag of them. I want to jump in real quick. I had like a minuscule amount and it's still tingling. I'm so sorry, Hex. I, I know how you feel. I hate you all. I am <laughs> deep into this bag. I'm just, I'm just eating it. You, why did you eat those and leave me my beloved taco flavor? Oh shit, man! Next time you guys are cut off from the tacos. Apparently, yeah, we need to us, buy more bags of those. Yeah, um, Rule and I are getting our own taco flavored bags. Well, Mike oh. is also he's he's well accustomed to you know to self punishment. He was in a movie that <laughs> that I did that he poured put salt in his eyes. Yeah, I remember, remember that. that. Yeah, I remember that. I I had to make myself. Cry, and I I was broken. I couldn't make the tears come. So you know, shoving salt in my eyes oh worked. God. So I found a blog called 102 Doritos Flavors, and then I, after the, after seeing the uh, Taitsukun Doritos, and and I thought to myself, we've got to get a hold of some of these. We've got to find some. Now I've got some I've I've got some more on the way for next episode. We'll keep those a surprise. But right now we've got these ones from Canada, onion rings and ketchup, which is a pretty unusual flavor. It's got some weird stuff on the packaging. At the top it says, "You destroyed buffalo wings and ranch, so this flavor could live." And then on the back it says, "Oh, keep in mind everything it says on here. It also <laughs> yeah. It also it also says, "Tu salams la saviez ayez des poulets buffalo et ranch." Is, I'm, I don't. I'm sorry. That was French, really good. French Canadian and French fans, I am butchering this, I'm sure. Yes. Melanie Normandin wrote the end of our commercial. You voted it was decided Buffalo Wings and Ranch was destroyed and taken off shelves forever. But this amazing flavor lived. To see the complete commercial, visit writetheend.ca. So I went there. 
And there's an amazing, amazing Doritos commercial there. It's weird. It looks kind of like Terry Gilliam directed it. I'm pretty sure he didn't, but it's weird. And in it, there's two flavor makers. They create these flavors, and then one of them dies. And it was because of this ending that was written. <laughs> Melanie, for her, her winning, she was actually given $25,000 and 1% of all future sales of onion rings and ketchup Doritos, so long as they last, like, so long as they're, they sell enough to still exist. Oh, my gosh. And Buffalo Wings and Ranch will, as a result, at least in Canada, never be on shelves ever again. They were both previously available during the contest. Wow. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. What if they do that shit in America? So now I'm opening this bag, and we're going to try these try Canadian Doritos. Freaking hate ketchup. <laughs> Ooh, they smell exactly like what they're supposed to taste like. Let me get a whiff of that. Ooh, smell that. Whoa. That smells very ketchup-y. Mm. Give this man a whiff. Take a whiff of that. Whiff our sack. <laughs> our, our, our sack of chips. That doesn't smell appetizing. It's... And I need to try one. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> These are good. Yeah, I'll tell you what. <laughs> I fucking love them. You guys can have them. <laughs> fucking hate ketchup. I expect you to mail me three chips. <laughs> yeah, for real. All right. All right. We, seriously, we got to save some of these for them. Let's put Bubble them in. Crap, so crap. they don't get crushed. But yeah, put seal put them in a ziplock. Put enough in there for them. And then we'll figure out a way to transport those because I'm gonna kill that bag. <laughs> those are fucking awesome. Yeah, I gotta say they taste exactly. I mean, the ketchup is really strong, and then the onion is pretty strong too. It tastes pretty much like onion rings and ketchup. And the only way onion rings and ketchup could be better is if they were a Dorito flavor. And this is it. I just need to get a hold of some of that shrimp and mayo from Japan. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> Okay, when you buy bags, you need to have one ship to me and one ship to Colin. <laughs> there was, there was not, a... the, not the shrimp and mayo. I will throw up all over the microphone. Okay, so now I'm going to try oh, God. a wasabi one and an onion yes. and ketchup one at the same time. I was actually going to suggest this. Of course it's awesome. Why wouldn't it be? <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to do two. <laughs> Yeah, I'm into that. Let's dive into the action. Yes. Are you ready? Back yeah, yeah. The, back into the flavored mists of Dorito. Yes, Dania. the flavored mists. Time and space. Oh, good evening. I was just enjoying a, a fresh bag of pickles and scallions Doritos. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite brand. Is that real? I want that. <laughs> It exists beyond time and space. <laughs> oh, damn it, Galdap. Much as the infinite realms of uh, space and time, uh, super string cheese theory, uh, uh, there so too exist infinite Dorito possibilities. Anything you can imagine. Seriously, though, dill pickle and scallions? That sounds awesome. I'll make you jealous, little boy. With... I dip my hand beneath my robes, uh, and I can pull out any flavor. <laughs> What's this? Braised child brain? <laughs> I, I don't care for this one. Taste of formaldehyde. What? <laughs> I cannot attest to what realm that foul flavor has come from. It is truly a place of evil. 
<laughs> when last uh, we saw travelers, they had been ejected from the Isle of Mages, sent on their way to uh, try to find how to free their friend Jennifer. But first, in order to uh, make good with the, uh, the, the twelve who lead the Isle of Mages, they agreed to lead an army of elves against their uh, battle with the orcs <laughs> who had taken their land from them. And so, our heroes sailed to the beach labeled simply, No! Men die! Where they battled many, many orcs and surprisingly handled themselves expertly. <laughs> only to escape through some tunnels and encounter an elf. Sacre bleu. <laughs> <laughs> that is all! <laughs> wow. Uh, I love Galda. <laughs> Alright. So you're taken along uh, basically this ravine away from the shore, away from the fighting, away from any ugly orcs, and led by a small cluster of, of elven soldiers that were part of the larger ragtag group that was guarding the caverns. For several hours you travel through this pathway until you come to what looks kind of like a checkpoint. A bunch of wooden towers, palisades, uh, elven archers looking down on you, waiting for call signs from the ragtag group. They speak out in their really little elven tongue and use some like Bonjour! <laughs> yeah. I create a fiend de publicite. Do us both. La decision is peace. What do you say? I'm reading from the French back. <laughs> awesome. You can't actually see the gates until they start to open up. They actually, it looks like a wall. It opens up inwardly. You can see that they're actually hinged gates that were just very well concealed. Your guards that have walked you through there actually stay on this side of the wall as you guys are ushered through. Beyond the gates, you see what looks like it was a forest, but a lot of the trees have been blackened from fire, chopped down or cut down or splintered from, you know, blasts of some sort. You see a lot of, a lot more of the elven soldiers. They're kind of clustering around in a circle as you walk through, and you approach a small group of about four mages wearing robes. The robes themselves are, they, they kind of shift with the light. They're kind of a greenish, brownish color, but they look filthy and, you know, threadbare. The elves themselves are beautiful, but again, they, they look worn and aged and, and like they've uh, just been weathered. Um, they just bow their heads silently to you as you approach them, and as you come within a few feet of them, they raise their heads again and welcome you to their uh, last stand. Cher's a little bit overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. He's uh, he's looking around. He's really, really, really looking around, trying to figure out what the hell all these elves are and what their different jobs are. You see soldiers. Okay. Archers, swordsmen. Pikemen, lancers, all different kinds of, of soldiers. Um, Do I see? Okay, okay. These are men or elves that have been fighting for months, if not years. Their shields are beaten and dented and chipped and broken. Their swords are notched and stained. Their 
bows are still in great condition, but you can see that the arrows are all new and like just recently made baskets of, of, of half-made arrows lie all around you. Are they all armored equally, or are there some with less armor? Or Oh, yeah, there are some with much less armor. Um, most of the archers okay. and those wearing like uh, smaller, like not not small swords so much as long curved daggers that they wear in different parts of their body. Um, okay. These elves wear cloaks. They must be made of the same material as the robes because they kind of have that same shimmering effect. Okay. I acknowledge the mages. I say to them, hello. I am Jamaladala Egbert III, mistress of the steam tunnels. Who is your leader? Again, they lower their eyes to the ground, they lower their heads, and then they raise up, and they open themselves up, like they spread out, and they hold their hands up as to usher you further down the path. I proceed. I follow. I follow. Yeah, I follow. Okay. <laughs> this road that you're on, the trees look better taken care of. They look less burnt, less worn, and they still have some of the leaves on them. And it obviously was once a cultured or manicured pathway that has since seen better days. Elves of various types, like various types of soldiers and stuff, line the path in what seems to be almost like an honor guard or honorifically standing there, but there's no real pattern or rhyme or reason. It's mm. not like they're not like standing in a literal formation. So it's not kind of that human archers, knights, sappers sort of uh, thing where everybody's nice, clean, standing up straight. Some of them are, are just kind of kneeling down. Some of them are sitting down. But they're all there watching you guys parade down this path. The elves in the robes have fallen in kind of to your rear beside you. Walk with you as you uh, head towards this tent. And the tent is made of that same cloth that the robes are made out of, that kind of shimmering. As we pass through the tent, I... I gingerly touch the fabric on our way in, trying to figure it out. As you kind of get closer, they kind of back up as if they're trying to give you distance. They're not like trying no, to I avoid you. Oh, the tent. Oh, of the tent. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes much more sense. I grab the smallest one and I carry it with me. Oh yeah, I don't really know all the time which one I left. This one was my chambermaid. It feels like a really strong silk. Like you know how silk itself feels very thin. This doesn't have that feeling. It feels strong, but light. Ugh. Also, you know, you, you could imagine this type of cloth, clothing or fabric would be able to take a beating. So to see the threadbare aspect of the robes and the cloaks of the scouts lends you to understand how yes. how bad the thing is, the situation really is for them. You're taken into the, the inside the tent. The tent was erected over a large, probably an eight-foot round stump of a tree. It doesn't really look like it was cut, but it's still flat, almost like a table. Over top of that, you see not so much of like a map, but if you can imagine like a sand table without sand, just like a whole bunch of things, objects put in to represent different types of elements uh, of a map. You are each kind of tapped on the shoulder and led to a specific spot so that you guys are half encircling this big kind of table stump thing. So you are all lined up around it, half of it, and the elves are lined up around the other half. I'm next to VMAC and Barty. I made, I'm, uh, I made sure to... <laughs> I guess I'm kind of in the middle next to uh, 
Jamala, who's also next to Lefty, I'd assume. Is yeah. there anyone in this room who looks particularly leaderly? Uh, all the elves across the other side of the table, they all look literally, but their heads are bowed towards you guys as you guys are circling around. And they kind of wait for you guys to scan into your positions. As this happens and everything starts to quiet down, one of them claps. A light forms above the table like a ball, uh, not unlike Jamala's balls of light. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Balls. She's a female. <laughs> Jamala is a female. <laughs> and a reptile. Her orb of light. <laughs> a human enters the area underneath the tent. He walks over to one of the older elves. They whisper something into his ears. He said, the elven council would like to bid you welcome. I am the Mac and I am bidded as well. Chair. Oh, good day. I'm Jamila Delibre the Third, Mr. The Steam Tunnels. Ha <laughs> Bartholomew Elfgar Gleeman. What's the pine cone? <laughs> well, that we believe is the headquarters of the orcs mage. Is that who we have to go kill? Mm, not necessarily. Who are you? Yeah, what's going on? Hey, uh, let I, him talk. Stop interrupting. What's, what's, what's the skinny? Marty! <laughs> <laughs> I'm the translator. Ah. So I've been presented with the paperwork from the island, and so the council asked me to uh, speak for them and to translate whatever they have to say. Basically, what we want to know first is why are you here? We were sent here by the twelve from the Isle of Mages. How would you know to come here at all? We were told to come here. We were told to lead your army. Uh, We need assistance because there is a tower, a mage tower we must get to. And between here and there are orcs, and we need to get through orcs, and you need to get rid of orcs. Seemed like we could work together. Mm, well, that's a possibility, but I'm not sure what mage tower you're speaking of. It's been centuries since the elves have had a peaceful existence within that region of the world. I mean, the, the, the whole forest, everything is just, it's covered in orcs now. Where would they put a tower or a, a living or something? There's been some tower in this in this region, pre-existing. We hear that it, it is um, the man or, or creature, whomever lives there, is a very, very powerful sorcerer. Well, if he is, why hasn't he done anything about the orcs? I do not think he minds the orcs. I think he may be in cahoots with them. Or... You seek this man out for help? He... Uh, not really help. <laughs> you want to kill him? It's possible. Not really kill. He may be one of those, uh, those sorcerers who are so magical uh, that they don't care what else goes on. We have our reasons to get to, to him, and we have our ways of making them do what we'd like. How do you propose to help the elves? Just lead their armies? We have tacticians here who've been studying the orcs and the fight, fighting the orcs for centuries. Yet somehow we are the first to cut through their army and get here. The yells aren't trying to get to the beach. Well, well they haven't done very well in the past centuries. Maybe they need some new blood, fresh blood, some chair uh, blood. With, with all due respect, sir, n- none of us actually want to be leading an army. It's uh, certainly not in my expertise. However, the wise and mages asked us to be here. Yeah, those, the Isle of Mages, the ones that sent us a letter, 
Yes. Yeah, well, now why didn't they send anybody except for you? You're obviously not mages. You're not obviously <laughs> citizens of the Isle. Uh, we were there, and they, um, we were not to be there any longer. So they moved us on our way. Yeah, so and now we're here. This is a simple recommendation. The elves respect what the mages say, but I have my doubts. I'm pretty much leaning towards the fact that we've just taken the um, Isle of Mages throwaways and are supposed to integrate them into our army to help fight a war that has not been won for centuries. But... I, you know, if you want, we don't have to help you. We cut through orc forces once, we can just sneak in again. If worse comes to worse, uh, we die. Some more people die. People have been dying for, what, centuries? So, you know, same old, same old, if, uh, if you think we're no good. I slowly start to, uh, start to finger, finger a dagger. Looking down at chair. Chair nods. <laughs> Let me attempt to use my pearl necklace on him to okay. to swing him into our favor. So I uh, I just uh, very daintily uh, chips my fingers across the very large and bulbous glimmering jewel around my neck and. I don't know what I'm doing yet, but I'm hoping that if I think hard enough and passionately enough about wooing this gentleman into our favor, that uh, the magic will... It doesn't matter. He's merely translator. It matters not what he thinks. The elves have faith in us, and that is all that matters. If they want to work with us, we will work with them. If they have the same thoughts as you, yes. we will be just as well. I don't know how we're having this conversation, whether it's in front of anyone or not. <laughs> Are you? Are you just having this conversation? Yeah, I'm saying this yeah. out loud. Like, I, like VMAC is personally offended that, you, that you're seeing us as cast-offs. Like... You know what? Screw you! Charity. As yeah. you're saying this, this about the elves and it's up to them and blah, that's blah, what, blah. That's what happened. All the elves, again, lower their, their heads uh, in reverence almost, like, you know, and then look back up. Charity's Char- raising his hand. Chair's <laughs> raising his hand and kind of anxiously looking around. Great, the naked dwarf wants to speak. Charity, you may talk. VMAC, he's, um, he's good at thinking stuff, and so if you have thinking stuff, guys, VMAC could probably help with thinking stuff. Jamala is good with the magics, so, so put her with the magics, guys, and then they can blow up more stuff. Barty is a sneaky sneak, and I saw their sneaky sneaks, and they had cloaks and big daggers. Give him just a couple of you the best of those, and he'll, he'll get some, some stuff done. And, and Lefty's good with swords, so get her a group of swordsmen, and they'll work together. And then if you have anyone who's crazy and strong, like just really kind of crazy, and you, you they might might have been fighting too long, give me all of those. <laughs> I think we could um go mess up the pine cone. I can be mad <laughs> This look like. <laughs> I've seen VMAC come up with thinky thoughts that have saved our butts many times. I've seen Jamala melt so many dudes. It was crazy. So get her with your wizards. In uh, more ways than one. <laughs> <laughs> the translator just can't stop looking at Jamala. <laughs> I'm spinning my webs. <laughs> One of the uh, Elven leaders says something in Elvish, and the um, translator looks at him shocked and surprised. They seem to think that he might be able to do well. Maybe I should just show you. Yes, please. Just show us. 
All right, come with me. Um, do we follow? You follow. You, you follow him deeper into the burned portion of the forest. I mean, it's black and it stinks and it's just raw. And when you you start to realize that that stink and that rawness isn't the trees or the burnt forest, it's the thing in the cage that you're approaching. It's an elf, just kind of strapped up to the cage like a giant, like an X. He's uh, (laughs) naked and just, he's not beaten or anything, but he looks like he's been hanging there for days without any sort of help or food or anything. And his head is hanging down, his hair is raggled and just hanging in front of his face. What, why is this person like this? This is not a person, this isn't even an elf. This is one of the orcs. One of the elves comes up from behind you guys and he says some sort of chant and this elven skin sort of just kind of melts off and disappears and you can see this skinny orc and and now the stench and everything just fits the scene. Oh, What magic is this? The orc is a changeling. Years ago one of the children of one of the generals was stolen from its crib and replaced with this thing. We think that this may be why the orcs have been able to predict every movement on the battlefield. Oh no. We think that there might be blood magic involved. You're using this life energy or life magic of the elf to actually predict what we're going to do or to where our forces are at. You want to help? Rescue the elf. They won't see you coming. You're not elves. This is fortuitous for you. We will do this. This can be done. Where do you believe he is being held? In the pine cone. Knew it. The problem is, is that you'll have to cross a field of orcs. And we are going to have to sacrifice many good elves for you to get there and come back. And I personally don't think you can do it. Let's go back to the table. I'm sure we can find some other solution than throwing elves away. As um, you start to turn back the elf that was casting that spell, he was still muttering and he stopped speaking and he falls on his knees out of weakness. One of the other elves picks him up and helps him back to the table. So whatever magic he was using to temporarily dispel this illusion seemed to have worn him out. The um, orc now again looks like an elf. Uh, You guys head back to the table. Okay. There's a lot of things on this tree here. What do they mean? What are we looking at? We're looking at all of these uh, smaller pine cones, nuts, things like that. These were all once elven settlements that were lost to the orcs. They're now using them as pits, cages, places to take their captives before they eat them, staging areas. They're all basically the different villages that we want to take back. And where's where's the elf uh, being held? In the the big pine cone in the um, ogre mage orc mage tower. And where are we? Far away from it. (laughs) What nut represents us? (laughs) (laughs) Have that one. These nuts nuts right here. You see, like a bunch of moss, a bunch of moss laid out in the perimeter of one side of the table, and that's the forest where you guys are at. The elves, even though you guys are all in this one spot, the elves themselves are actually scattered throughout this whole thing. This is the line. This is the front line. They defend this tree line, and they lose ground every year. So everything just keeps moving back, further and further back. So so you said something interesting. They won't see us, for we are not elves. They won't predict you. Whatever magic that they're using to bind themselves to the elven bloodline 
Won't what, work on you. What if elven magic were done on us? Would they predict it? Probably, yeah. Okay, never mind then. Chair is um, looking. I imagine the table's about as tall as I am. Yes. <laughs> and so I'm just barely able to, on my tippy toes, mm-hmm. see the whole table, and I'm I'm looking at it very intently. You say that these are villages. Are yeah. there villages? What's that are close to us that have captives? I don't believe that any captives are still alive. Hmm. Okay. They don't keep captives for any other purchase, uh, purpose than food. Mm. How smart are these orcs? They're smart enough to have coordinated themselves uh, well I'm, enough into an army that pushed us all the way back here. I believe our answer to that was just a few minutes ago, Barty. That was an incredibly coordinated defense on No Man Die. And the changeling, that is no mere parlor trick. That is complex. Never have I even heard of such a thing. Well, never have I heard of smart orcs. I believe that there's someone else in control. Obviously. The the orcs are just as smart as any other creature of this earth. The magic of the changeling is not unheard of even among the elves. It may be a legend that's died off in human lands, but... It is old magic. Is there any way we could harness that changeling magic? Could probably use it as a guide. Could probably find the threads and use that to point us in the right direction. Mm. Chair is now realizing that this stump has become one giant table. (laughs) And it has been a table for a very long time. This was a very old tree. Very big stump. They have been planning this war on this table for probably centuries mm-hmm. and chair thinks he's touching the smartest guy in the room right now <laughs> the thing that's been around watching battle plans change for years and he's going to try and communicate with the table to see what the table thinks the elves have should have been doing this entire time to mm. regain their ground elves with natural magic I rolled a six. The very quickly because it's it's furniture speak. Yeah. The chair or the table relates basically as if it all happened at once. Three centuries of fighting. All the elves lived in the forest and everybody was happy. Then the orcs came out of the mountains. The elves and the orcs did not get along. Bad things happen. They start fighting. Elves start using their life magic to use the forest to fight back. It started to kill off the trees and the plants and the animals, so they gave that up and fell back. Orcs themselves had their own life magic that they used from the slaughtering the uh, elves themselves. You see all kinds of images of, of elves riding on strange animals, trees suddenly standing up, walking, and joining the fight. And as the years pass, you see this start to fade away as the elves rely less and less and less on sapping the energy from the forest that's dying. You get the the feeling from the table that that the forest itself is dying from this war, from it's just life force being depleted by this. And that the elves know this and want to end this quickly or give up. The thing is, is that the orcs themselves don't stop. They don't stop multiplying. They don't stop fighting. When they get onto the field of battle, they see nothing but blood and carnage and the victims in front of them. And they don't stop until everything is dead or burnt. But at the same time, they believe they have a right to do that. Okay. So. Do, do I get any any insight on, on battle plans, though? No. 
No, it's, it's just, like just this a history big flood of, of in, like, in, a constantly changing battle plans. Okay. Jeff, why did you just pee? That's very rude. <laughs> I saw a lot of things. I was talking to the table. Oh, of course you were. Now tell me, uh, what's the uh, distance between the moss and the pine cone in, in actual miles? Probably about ten miles. Really shouldn't take that long to get there. You can march with the army and then break off from there and attack. Are there any tunnels? No, but there are pathways. pathways. Explain. Pinecone itself was once an elven, uh, the, the center of an elven city. If you can find your way into one of the, um, the cathedrals, <laughs> you might be able to find one of the magic gates that will take you into the actual tower itself. Aha. Most of these have been destroyed. We've destroyed all of them behind the streamline because of the orcs have figured out how to use them. Right. What were the last known ones? The last known ones? On on the other side. They wouldn't have destroyed the cathedrals. Those would have been destroyed by the elves. So I would imagine most of those are actually either going to be intact or, you know, if they're destroyed or ruined in any way, it's just going to be due to vandalism or frustration. They can actually still use those gates to travel between the other villages and the main city. Where's the closest one? Right there. And how close is that to us? That is a good six, seven miles out. So about just a little bit more than halfway there. That's still, that's (laughs) that's three or four miles we don't have to walk. So we're going to go there? I think that is planned. Okay. We should also have a distraction. The uh, army of the elves will be the distraction. Chair is going to... Looking at the path they're going to take and the fact that he's seen 300 years of this table change, is I'm going to search the, this flash of memories for recurring ambush points. Why don't you roll a language test again? Okay. Seven? The table, because it, the table understands the conversations being had around it. He actually tells you that about six inches closer to the elves and the moss, there's another gate there that used to be a smaller town that the orcs know about, but the elves have forgotten. Oh. So Chair puts his finger on the table and says, there's a gate right here. What? There's a gate right here. The table told me. We're not listening to tables. They're not real people. Chairs are people. Tables are people, too. No, no, no. You? You whoa, are... whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. Femac. Telepathy. <laughs> That's a big word for chairs. <laughs> okay. Mind talk. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Uh, nine? Yeah, you see the same okay. sort of conversation that chairs no, are having with No, 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 no. This is not happening. No, I see it. I... This is really stupid. No, I'm seeing this, and trust me, the elves talked of... The forest having a life to it. It's not unreasonable that this tree had a life and somehow chair talks the furniture? I've been doing it this whole time, guys. <laughs> That's just a pretend game. <laughs> I'm not so sure anymore. <laughs> I ask the table one more time for ambush points on the way to this new location. Okay. 
five. No, that was the closest one. There are ambush points all over the table. Yeah. But that's the one that'll get you to the gate. That's okay. how they're ambushing is from the gates. Okay. Oh, they're ambushing is from the gates. There's gonna oh, be guys. That's pleasant. It's only going to be an oncoming horde. That's well, no, 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 no. That makes perfect sense. If we send the army around the flank of that point, then they're going to send their armies through the gates, but not that one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That should give you a clear march right into the heart of it all. I, I introduced uh, stroking my pearl necklace and looking at the translator and saying, uh, so when would you say that uh, it would be most ideal to plan this excursion? I'm starting to think the dwarf. When, not whom? Oh, when? Dawn. Well, if we are to do this at the dawn, then we haven't much time to ready ourselves. And we must be very, very ready for this. Well, we can provide food, wine, drink. But as you can see, we're not very well equipped for weapons and armor. We barely have enough to keep our own. This light above the table. Who's doing that? Oh, any one of the council members is probably doing it. I must speak with that person. Its magic is very similar to my own. They won't speak in your language. Oh, maybe I'll need you to help me. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll just that, have I to. Think. Sh- oh, <laughs> uh, you know we can communicate via body language. <laughs> I am going to go meditate for a little bit and you let you congitate in your own ways. And yeah, you, charisma. Just let your body talk, you, man. You gonna go polish your spear, demon? <laughs> go make me smash your skull. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a total of eight. Yeah, so he's ready to. He pulls up one of the um, elven sages and. I'll show them what I can do by generating a light orb and ask them to show me how to do it better. Okay. Eleven. Eleven. So you cast a, a pretty good sized orb of light, and right off the bat, you can see the differences between your orb and their orb. Your energy, the light itself, looks different. Like where theirs almost seems like somebody put a bunch of sunlight, put it into a ball, and set it there. Yours is shining from the inside out, glowing outwards. Where theirs is just kind of glow, like a glowing ball of light. You seeing that is uh, confirmed by the translators, basically telling you that's he can't show you a better way of doing that because he doesn't know how you did that. <laughs> You're using a different type of magic than what they use. They're actually pulling the light from the sky. I can see how that would be much different. <laughs> Yours is more of a spiritual divine light where they're actually using sunlight. <laughs> Chair's watching this whole exchange. Goes up to uh, the guy and tugs on his uh, his cloak, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey. Hey. Yeah. Do you have people who can make people do better stuff? Because Jamal was trying to do better stuff. I'm still trying to do better stuff, Chair. I'm in the middle of a conversation. Uh, If you're asking for training, uh, we can handle that after the battle. But I I don't think... I think now would be better spent resting if you need healing your wounds or Yeah, I'm still wounded here. I think we should take care of that before we... uh... Okay. Do you have ale? Oh, God. We have wine. They're elves. They don't is drink that, ale. Is that ale? 
It's made from grapes or honey. <laughs> Why didn't you give it a whirl? I, I pat him on the I pat him on the back and I'm like, yep, that's ale. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I want to leave with with Barty and possibly yeah. Lefty and see if we can go hit this wine. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> Before we leave, uh, I turned it to the translator. Now, now, rule the the tenth material it has somewhat camouflage appearance. oh man you you just totally stole something chair was going to suggest to you but keep going <laughs> i had the line of thought i was going on yeah what about that material that that material has some sort of a, a camouflage uh, ability it, it blends into its surroundings we just said our resources are low but if you survive tomorrow perhaps we can find some rubs or cloaks from some of the fallen well, uh, I think that I think that now would be a, a great time actually to, to 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 get those things together. So for this journey, we have those cloaks. But they're being used by our other soldiers right now. I'm going to persuade him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the orcs can sense the elves, but they can't sense us. So doesn't it make more sense to equip us with as much as possible? And those robes are actually also a. Uh, a sign of their station, of their job. It's it's like a badge for them. It's not just clothing that they use to protect them. Well, they'll get it back when we're done. If you survive, uh, or it's. I rolled a nine. <sighs> wait, uh, wait, hold on. Wait, it's a nine plus three, so that's a twelve. Chair, chair's tugging on on Barty's um, trousers because he wants to whisper into his ear. Yeah. If they don't give them to you. Take them. <laughs> <laughs> I give Chair a very small thumbs up and wink at him. <laughs> so I, I rolled a twelve on Mister uh, Mister Not Nice Guy. That's just mean. <laughs> Taking a uniform off a marine. We need this shit. I don't give a shit about some crappy ass elf. <laughs> <laughs> Fail. Mm. Ah, damn it. What did you roll? I rolled a 12. Ah, you can get it a 15. Chair makes uh, the drinky motion with his hand. <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> and as we leave the tent, Chair looks for one of those rogue guys <laughs> and subtly points so Barty can see. Uh-huh. Yep, I, turned, I see. I turn to Jamala and I just kind of, like, point to drinking, and I'm like, eh? And I I give her a very coy smile, and I say, oh, yes, I'll be right with you. (laughs) Are there any female elves? Yes. Sweet. Do any of the female elves have robes? (laughs) (laughs) You want to disrobe an elf? Well, I'm just saying we're going to drink some wine. Maybe some disrobing will happen on its own. He just learned the seduction, so you might as well put it to use. Every You're damn right. Party tries to turn it into a porn. <laughs> my job, my dear. <laughs> this will be fun. They don't even speak your language. Yeah, that'll be good stuff. And they're fairly wise. And they're bathed. You're not. Well, yeah, but they think that we're pretty cool. I thought. You know, bound down to us and everything. And clapping and <laughs> clapping and stuff. Yeah. Thing nodded. That was to turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah, that was the clapper, dude. <laughs> anyway. So no, I'm going to the. I'm, I grab chair and we start heading towards where you know Mr. Not So Nice Guy pointed towards where the wine is. Okay. I chase after them. Oh well. Thank you so much for helping me. I'm going to have a drink, but don't be a stranger. 
Well, as soon as my duties of a father will permit me, I would be honored to join you. <laughs> yes, do that. Uh, and I go away with this huge grin on my face because I got my damn pearl to work. <laughs> <laughs> VMAC, when he said he, wanted, he was going to go meditate, he pretty much wandered off to a secluded part, somewhere still on our side of the enemy lines, try to commune with this beat-up piece of nature. Okay. And just like as a med- general meditation, or general trying- meditation. I'm not okay. trying to accomplish anything aside from just. I mean, like you know, spirit talk. Just try yourself. to like. What? Why would a shaman meditate? But to try to get gain some wisdom, some insight, but not really like. Oh, I'm gonna roll to see if I'm meditating. Talk to the elders. Right. It's if something happens, it happens. If not, right. I am relaxed. Well, you wind up actually kind of staying there. All night. That's the goal. Yeah, I mean, you're just kind of lost in a, in a meditation, like a trance, just kind of feeling the sadness and the pity and the sometimes rage that the forest can even sometimes or have for the elves. That is for precisely what VMAC was looking for. Yeah. There's a lot more anger and hatred towards the orcs and this forgiveness of the elves, like this understanding, like, you know, like a child that was bad but has learned from their mistakes and is moving on. Yeah, you know, sort of thing. But there's just like a kind of jumble of emotions that you kind of feel while you're in that trance. Thank you. 
to the wine and dive in. Dive. What, what is the setting? Like campfire? What is it? What am I looking at here? It is kind of like a, a series of campfires. They're, they're farther back into the forest so that mm-hmm. the, uh, you know, out in the front lines, they wouldn't actually be able to see the fires. Right. It's nothing formal. It's just they have barrels of wine being held by vines so that they can actually be tapped and you can, uh, you know, get to the wine from these tap. Are there any festivities, activity, anyone being... You hear some mild laughter from time to time, like some elf told another elf a joke, but you don't have this, like, you don't see, like, the merry elves playing music and being happy or anything like stories would suggest. You're in the middle of a war. These are soldiers kind of having a drink amongst other soldiers. Chair walks over to the wine barrel, which he can't reach, Mm -hmm. and he points at it. And he looks around <laughs> for someone to help him. Uh, another elf will bring over a smaller barrel for you to climb upon. <laughs> okay. I do that. Do I have a cup? Is there a cup of some sort? Yes. Yeah, okay. I grab a cup, fill it up, start drinking some wine, you know, get uh, off my barrel, kind of looking around at the crowd, seeing what Barty and, and Lefty are up to. Yeah, I, I, I'm walking over to, to get some wine as well. And, and what what uh, what's the uh, ratio here? <laughs> Is it a sausage fest? Yeah. <clears throat> well, you see the women more kind of in a serving role, kind of milling about bringing drinks to the other soldiers, bringing them food, helping them with, uh, you know, mending clothing and armor and stuff. Uh, you don't really see them kind of partaking so much. It's more like they're providing while the soldiers are preparing. And are these are these ladies robed? Yes, they are. In the in the awesome fabric? Some of them are. These women, the ones that are, are wearing the awesome fabric seem to have like a higher status, like they're giving me direction, not so much orders, but somewhat like direction, guiding them to their needs and organizing things. What are the men getting up to? Do any seem to notice me? Uh, they notice all of you. They don't let it distract them too think, much from the business uh, I don't at think hand. You meant that kind of notice. Yeah, I was getting to that. <laughs> <laughs> they tend to not try to not be distracted. They're working very hard on oiling the armor, sharpening the swords, preparing the the quivers. Yeah, they are. Waxing, <laughs> waxing their uh, bowstrings. <laughs> I think I want to go peep out one of the ones that are sharpening swords, and I like I like sharp objects. <laughs> the elf is, uh, he looks younger than most of the other elves. He smiles broadly and smiles waiting for, looking like he's waiting for a response. I, I'm going to point to my sword, but not take it out, and then point to him sharpening and try to see if he understands. Okay. He nods his head and reaches back around to some place behind him, and he pulls out an oil cloth and a whetstone. I... Pull out my sword. Okay, so you both are stroking your swords. Guys, <laughs> yeah, stroll over, and I'm like, "What you doing? <laughs> huh? Oh, you rubbing um, one off? <laughs> hey, he yeah. turns around again. Smi- well, he smiles. He nods at Jamal. He turns around again, and he provides yet another wait, wait, whetstone and oil cloth. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just take it, Jamal. <laughs> So, so Chair sees the ladies doing their thing. He's drinking wine, needs a refill. He gets a refill, and he's now he's watching. He wants to see what Barty's doing. I, uh, I, I look around, and now, is it? Did you say it's around a campfire? There's multiple campfires. There's multiple like small campfires. Ah, 
Well, so there's so there's people around the campfire that we're near. Yes. Sweet. So there could potentially be an audience. Yes. Ah, yes. Well, <clears throat> since I know that they do not, I'll, I'll speak my language. I, I, I'm going to use my performing acting skill <laughs> to warm up the crowd and try and, and do a very complex mime of a story that I once knew. But I make, I make noise at the beginning to, to try and get everyone's attention to say that I'm going to do something. Okay. All right, D10 plus three. <laughs> <laughs> Ha-ha! <laughs> 18! Wow! It was beautiful! <laughs> <laughs> beautiful what? What's the story was, about? Oh, the story. Well, the story was about a fair maiden who was locked in a tower. She could only... <laughs> <laughs> and she knew she did not know love. And, and then one day, a beautiful, handsome rogue showed up, called up to her, and, and scaled the tower. And, and as, as he started to reach the top of the tower, that is when a horrible and disgusting orc army arrived at this tower, capturing the rogue, throwing him into jail. But he was able to escape by using his wiles and using a little bit of magic. And using his magic, he, he got out of the prison that they were holding him in. And then, do they have gunpowder in this world? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have flavor dust. Flavor dust. And then use, is there any kind of explosion explosives in this world? Uh, it depends on that who you would you're know about. Yeah, if you're fighting with Jamala. Fire, hell, and Pena. Fire, hell, and Pena's. Ah, well, uh, it just so happened. Okay, know. okay. It just so happened that it, this rogue was in communication with a god. And this god was the god of explosion. <laughs> <laughs> and he rained down fire onto this orc army, killing them all killing all of these horrible orcs who were burning the forests and killing the animals. He, he destroyed the orc army. He climbed the tower and took the lady and they rode off into the sunset and lived happily ever after. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. Woo! I don't know what that was, but you did it very well. <laughs> Uh, you get some scattered applause from the soldiers. Maybe about uh, just over half of them seem to kind of get the full gist of what you were saying. The rest of them kind of clap a little bit more like just because the rest of the group is clapping. Oh, come on. I rolled an 18. That was beautiful. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, they understood you. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. You're telling a really good story, but you have to convey it to them in a language that they don't understand. It's like kind of watching a one-man show in Russian. Oh, well, it was all through mime. Okay, even through mime. I mean, it's kind of a very difficult thing to pull off, but but they still, they, they got the gist of it. They, they liked the part with the uh, orcs were burning. Know your audience. <laughs> Papa Gleeman always told me. As that was happening, did I was keenly aware of my audience. Now, were there any ladies in robes? That we're totally into the story. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna have to roll for that one. Dice. Please, God, don't work. <laughs> He's gonna seduce a woman, take her robes, leave her naked on the eve of battle. Oh no, it's not. I, just, I thought that the robes were were covering armor. No, 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 no not for these girls. This, this is just robes. <laughs> I thought it was like a cloak. Well, no, <laughs> for, that would be scouts. Chair gives, works. gives you a thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works. Ooh, that's decided no. Damn it. 
All right, well, I've done my best. I, I give, I give, I give Chair a, a slap on the back, and then I go and have some more wine. Ooh, uh, no, well, a couple of the elves actually, most of the soldiers actually, bring you wine. Ah, excellent. They appreciate a good performance. I'm looking for um, a soldier with a good case of the crazies. Is there anyone around the campfire that just looks just totally disheveled and just sick of this battle? No. And just all right. Who's the toughest looking elf here? Oh no! You can see one of the elves kind of milling around, talking to the extra, uh, to the soldiers. Seems to be a guy in a leadership role. He has the best suit of armor. His cloak is a lot less tattered. He has a, a, a huge gleaming sword, and, and huge I mean like long, slender sword. Um, okay. I grab the smaller barrel mm-hmm. under one arm and my wine. And I walk over to the guy. I got this, man. Does he see me coming, or? No, no, he's kind of laughing and joking with some of the troops. Okay, I come up, and I kind of put the barrel right next to him, and I stand on the barrel, and I stick my arm out at him with a big old smile on my face. <laughs> oh, bonjour, petit. Yeah. He looks at you. He looks you up and down, and he has kind of this grin of amusement, and he grabs your hand, shakes it, and. I shake his hand extremely hard, uh-huh. and then I let go, and I kind of hit my chest playfully and look at him. Okay. He says something in uh, oh, Elvish. Oh. Some of the soldiers laugh, and he hits his chest <laughs> playfully. Is there, like, a, a table around or anything? No, they're all just kind of sitting around on logs and things like that. Okay. Is there anything we could use as a table, or is there... The barrel? The barrel, the barrel I brought? Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to I down my wine, get off the barrel, and I uh, put one elbow on the on the barrel. Okay. And yeah, I know I know what chair's doing, and I'm kind of standing next to him. And I and I and I kind of point at my hand, uh-huh. and 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 look at look at the elf smiling. He laughs. He, he looks at you, kind of like waves you off. He's like, oh no no no. Chair smiling looks at him, hits his chest again, and points at his hand. Well, he 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 laughs and kind of believes another, you know, kind of wave you off like you know, ah, that's funny. But then there, uh, something happens in the crowd. <laughs> he, he he laughs and says something back to him, and and they are like you know making gestures and stuff, and he finally says. <laughs> And plops himself down. I get ready with this guy. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on one second, chair. Hold on one second. All right, all right, all right. So I I hold up my hand and I put out, I have a gold piece and I put it down on the thing and I point towards the chair. (laughs) And I I look at it and I look at everybody and I wave my arms around and and I'm, you know, beckoning everyone towards me and I I indicate the money and and asking about what, about the elves. And, you know, I point to the elf, I point at chair, I hold up the gold and very, very much uh, I'm showing them, hey, you want to place a bet? Oh, they all start cheering, and they're happy to do so. They start reaching into their coin purses and pull out their gleaming little arrowheads. <laughs> okay. And they put their arrowheads down for coins. Okay. Excellent. All right. I'm, I'm kind of waiting for some sort of a official signal, so I'm kind of looking at, at Barty like maybe he's going to... Yeah, 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 sure, sure. So, so, yeah, what's on the commotion? What's the going betting on? is um, actually fairly well split. Between a dwarf, yeah. You know, as the as some of the elves put the money on the dwarf, the uh, general or whoever he is makes jokes at him. They pat him on the back, and it's all very friendly. Hey, little girl, blue fort Camus. Uh huh. 
Nous allons voir. All right, all right. So I, so I hush down the crowd. I hush, hush the crowd. And, we, and we've collected, have we collected all the bets? Yes. Okay, we've collected all the bets. So I put my hands on both of their hands. I look them both in the eye. And I say, I want a good, clean arm wrestling match. Chair, chair goes, huh. Yeah. Shakes yeah. his head uh, affirmatively. All right, <laughs> this will be good. <laughs> and, and, and so I turn to chair, and so I put my hand on, I put my hand down on the hands, and then, and so I, 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 I push down on their hands three times. One, two, three, and lift them up. All right. Okay, roll dexterity. Oh, dexterity. All right. Nine. So now roll strength. You can also roll unarmed combat if you have that. I don't have acrobatics. I'll do a flip in the no, middle. Um, a six. Okay. So the match starts off with basically chair starting to push that hand almost completely down, but he <laughs> holds it just really <gasps> see the strain on his face. Another roll call? For dexterity. What about stamina? Eight. It's actually being factored in. Go ahead and roll uh, strength. Eight. Ooh. Chair's hand tilts slightly, and it, he starts to slip down, but he overpowers Chair with strength and brings it almost back straight up. Come on, Chair, you can do it. Seven. Okay, no strength. Eleven. Oh no. Again, you get the upper hand with your position, and it goes. He starts to lose that momentum, but pulls it up and pushes just past that mark. He's just, sheer strength, somehow. This guy's just his determination. All right. So that's the third round, right? <laughs> I form a Willow Sentinel. No. Quick <laughs> All of a sudden, he's fighting a tree. Ooh, three. Ooh, now he twists his hand. Uh-oh. Let's roll strength. 12. 19. And you push his arm back in the middle of the That's the fourth round. Oh, my God. What's your stamina? My stamina is value of 17. Okay. All right, roll dexterity. Six. 10. Ooh. Roll strength. Five. Ooh, so you guys actually, he starts tilted back a little bit. This is more of a position than strength. Okay. Um, you don't feel him forcing you, it just suddenly like your arm just can't hold that position. Okay. He starts to pull it back down. Three. Okay, roll strength. Over the top. Four. And he pushes you down. You're about uh, just a few inches off the table. Okay. okay. Come on, chair. Eight. Okay, straight. Eight. Ooh, and chair pops it right back up to the center. <laughs> it's starting to look really tired, though. Okay. Two. Three to two. He's, he's, he's got a good position on you. Five. <clears throat> he starts to t push that right back down. He's sweating, though. The sweat on his brow. The uh, elves are chanting and cheering and chanting and cheering. I'm 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 patting the I'm patting the, the sweat off of Chair's forehead and, and feeding him wine Strength. as this is happening. Five. Again, you you kind of shift your hand a bit, and that just seems enough to just push it back over the top just a just a, just a touch. Uh, he's really sweating it now. So he's got a minus one. <laughs> Four. Just Ooh. Three. What'd you roll? One. One. Uh, right. Oh, and a two. 
Uh, he rolled a three and a one. <laughs> so you guys kind of like hover in this position. You're just, so, you're just staring at us. We're both freaking exhausted. <laughs> okay, so that's round nine. Now we're on ten. Five. Four. Five. Uh, actually, this is a three, so you get better dexterity. Five again. Six minus uh, two. That's four. Uh, Church starts pushing his hand down. And at this point, it's just a battle of attrition. Yeah. Seven. You're gonna have a position on him. Yeah, he's got position on you. Nine. He starts going down. <laughs> it's just sheer chair strength. He just pushes away from the table. The elves are chanting. I'm jumping up and down. Six. Seven. Chairs jumping up and down. Elves cheer. No one's gonna lose your cheering and clapping. The elf in general, he's just laughing. And chair, chair is kind of hugging him at, at crotch level. It did miss you. Boom! He actually takes some arrowheads from his own person. He just claps. He claps. He smacks you on the back. He calls for more wine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chair, chair wants the wine. He wants the wine real bad. So he's collecting arrowheads. Yeah, you've got about thirty. One arrowheads. Aha! 31 arrowheads, whatever the hell that'll do. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I pat Chair on the back and I ask him if he's got another one in him. Do I? <laughs> I don't know. That was 12 rounds? 12 rounds, so I have... Oh, man, I have like five rounds in me. And that one was 12 rounds. But how many rounds does he have in him? None. None. He, 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 uh, he's rubbing his arm, he's just... Uh -huh. You know, he's making no jokes about it, apparently, because the other elves are laughing, just kind of massaging it. <laughs> he will be feeling that for a week. I, yeah, I could do, not someone that tough, <laughs> but I, I could take someone, you know. Well, I, yeah, I, I, I point it, I point around, and I, I look at chair, and I do the muscles, I do the muscle sign, and, and, and I invite someone down to the, to the barrel, but I, I indicate their robes. <laughs> As, okay, as for roll a charisma. Yeah. Roll charisma. <laughs> roll charisma. Let's see. Or persuasion. Oh, you can roll, yeah, add persuasion to that. I can add, okay, great. So persuasion. But not seduction. Can I seduce anyone? No. Oh, <laughs> ah! 17. 20! Son of a bitch! Uh, one of the elves jumps up and takes his cloak off as one of the scouts and lays it down on the table. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Hold my two. Come on, chair. All right, you can let's do see. It. Let's get a random stat here for this guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to... This is a random stat, so I'm rolling a d4 and adding two to that. That's going to be his level. Okay. We are, are going to okay. get this cloak, a son of a bitch. d4 plus two. Mm. Level six for dexterity. So that's a d10 plus a d4. Okay. For strength... Level six. Damn. Oh, he's got a lot of strength. And yeah, that, that's that's completely unrealistic here. Yeah, how? Why is he a scout? Yeah, that's, <laughs> what, that's exactly what I was thinking. So let's go level five, which is a D twelve. So I'm going to do the D twenty D four and then the D twelve. So he's got the same strength as chair, but he's got the dexterity of an elf. Okay. But I'm betting his stamina is weak. Oh, definitely. Oh, excellent point. Let's find out what the stamina is. Oh. So that's going to be a 15. Okay. 
So, before this fight starts... How do you wear your daggers? How do I wear my dagger? Oh, like, uh, on my belt, and oh, one's, okay. like, up my sleeve and stuff. Well, he, he motions to one of your fancier daggers, and robe, he points to his robe, and then he holds up three fingers. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. You can have three of my perfectly bound. Wait, actually, you know what? Can I can I roll it? Can I roll it to to bargain him down? Yeah. I'll, I'll say one. How about one? Okay. And then maybe we can meet it meet in the middle. All right, All right let's see. <laughs> Would this be a persuasion? Yes. Oh, man. Uh, I rolled an eight, which is a th- 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 11. He uh, holds up two fingers. do. I laugh and I and I I pull out two two daggers, juggle them a little bit, and then hand them to him. All right, Cheryl, right, you can do it, pal. Nine. All right, you beat him on dexterity. Ooh, monster. Eight. Seven. So you chair starts driving him to the table already. <laughs> One. All right. Uh oh. Come on, chair. Come on, chair. Come on, chair. I want this cloak. 12. 10. So 12, uh, 17. He starts to pull him back up. The chair asserts his authority. <laughs> holds him in position. So that was a re-roll in the last one because you got crit. Yeah. 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 10. 13. His superior ability to armor soul. 10. But chair strike. <laughs> he down to the table. Six. Ooh, seven. That's tight. This is down to strength. Four. Ten. He starts to rise back up. <laughs> the elves start chanting. I match Barty in the ribs. <laughs> um. It's all I say to him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just massaging chair shoulders. Still got time. Okay. How many rounds do I have? That was three. Okay. So you got four rounds left. Eleven. Ooh, chair changes his position and starts to press down. Five. Three to five and starts pushing the uh, elf's arm back down. And the elves start chanting again, except this wording is much different. <laughs> and I touch Jamala in the ribs this time. Five. <laughs> Five. So they're matched skill for skill. So up to the strength. Eleven. Oh, and Cher starts driving. He's inches from the table. It's almost there. Is it going to happen? Stay on target. Stay on target. One. Oh! Strength. You have to reel really high on strength. What? Twelve. All right, roll again. Come on. Sixteen. And it stays just hovering there, inches, inches. Oh <laughs> what round is it now? Five, three. Um, I think they have like one round left. Got a three. Okay, roll strength. I think it almost comes down to strength for you too. Eleven. Eleven versus the eight. It's it's so close. Barty has to look down at the table to see if they're actually touching yet. Ready to call it. 11. Roll strength. Five. Five. It hovers. It hovers. <laughs> he twists his hand just a bit and it starts to feel like it's gonna come up. Now you're at minus one. Shit. So five minus one, four. Five for strength. Just barely. It just starts to get there, get there, and then just. You, you hear it? Just like that. Awesome. 
and the, the elf just goes up. <laughs> the chair is jumping up and down. Oh, <laughs> energy, the place just erupts. I'm like hugging chair and jumping up and down. And I'm hugging Barty and jumping up and down. I'm a little bit aroused. Like, things have happened. <laughs> so he takes the daggers and he hands chair the, the, the robe, pulls up one of the daggers and looks at it. And he says something to the crowd. Oh, he's on Ted's blood They all kind of make this noise, like, you know, kind of a, uh, like, oh, ah, too bad. Yeah. And he hands them back to Barty, and he claps the chair on the back, oh, and everybody man. claps and cheers, and more wine is brought to the chair. The chair drinks a lot of wine. <laughs> he needs to sleep to regain his stamina. He needs his sleepy grape juice. So you have bedded the robe. Off of one of the scouts. Awesome. <laughs> Did they hand it to Chair for some reason? Yeah, he won. Uh, Chair hands it to Barty. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to wear that. <laughs> and I, and I clasp him on the back, and I, and I keep on bringing more wine and more wine and more wine. Sweet. All right. And that's that's our evening for me, at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Chair, Chair's, Chair's drinks himself asleep. Maybe our ladies are up or something. While all of the arm wrestling was happening, was everyone paying attention to that, or were there still soldiers like what about your training your, your, your whetstone boy? Yeah, what about him? He gets up to watch the first match. What's Jamala doing? Oh, hello, eating some Doritos, watching the arm wrestling. I guess my coy eye contact with Elf Boy doesn't really go anywhere, so I wander over to uh, Jamala. Well, you have his attention. You know, it's just, it's like a party, you know? You're talking to a hot chick, something cool happens over there. Hey, hot chick, let's go watch something cool. You know? Okay. It's not like he's completely lost interest in you. He's just... Something fucking cool is happening. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn right it was. Mike getting pile drive in a sword fight yeah. at night in the graveyard. All right, so I motion for he and I to get more drinks. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. After the arm wrestling ends. There you go. All right, you guys.
guys go and get one drink. All right. Are there are there servers that, that we signal over, or how? how... No, he goes and gets the drinks for you. That's so high school. <laughs> Bethany's really new at this. She's been on an island with a bunch of pirates. <laughs> Rapey pirates. Yeah, no, yeah, Filled, yeah, yeah, filled with rape. So oh. many rapes. <laughs> rakes. Yeah. <laughs> Those two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so are you just going to try and seduce him? I think she's going to flirt poorly. Roll charisma, and if you have persuasion, you can add that. If you have seduction, you can add that. All right. Could you, you like borrow Jamala's pearl necklace before you did this? <laughs> <laughs> she's not attuned to I got seven for charisma, and I get, you said I can add persuasion? Yeah. Nine. So you kind of do that little shoulder bump thing, and he kind of shoulder bumps you. To a treble. Yeah. Cher is so glad he's passed out in a wine coma right now. <laughs> I'm, pa I'm passed out right next to you, clutching my cloak. <laughs> and just and just smiling. Just smiling. Cher is clutching his, his wine cup and smiling. I can, I can tell you, Chair, this is going to be the beginning of a beautiful friendship. <laughs> Chair senses that. <laughs> oh, God, they're going to go around and just hustling villages now. <laughs> that wasn't much of a hustle, though. I mean, yeah, that's, he, he did this without speaking the language. <laughs> yeah, wait till, wait till we can talk to some bitches. You're damn right. <laughs> Everyone will be naked. So well, the whole thing is kind of warming up for, for you, Lefty. You're going to try to seal the deal? Yeah. Roll another persuasion using charisma. Oh, three. Three. Was that three for your charisma roll or persuasion roll? That was charisma adding persuasion. So you rolled a one? Yes, sir. Oh. Well, he likes you well enough, but he really must get some oh. sleep. Combien personne pour vous? Call me. Oh. Or rather, I'll call you. Yeah. Je suis désolé, j'ai besoin de dormir. Did I see what was happening? Yeah, it was really bad. She just kind of like oh, went no. to go move in on him, but she just like planted him right on his nose. It was horrific. Oh. Too much wine. Uh, come over to her. I. Oh. Unfortunate? Yes. I'm, I'm sorry about that. That's not a good feeling. <laughs> I, I know it all too well. <laughs> Someone she liked who once aged instantly in front of her. <laughs> I, Poor Jamala. And I think we then exploded his head. Yeah. <laughs> no one got stuck on a magic rock. Yeah. <laughs> You know, thinking about it, I've had worse. <laughs> um, I, I've never been rejected before. Who knows? They're, they're elves. Maybe they're all gay. <laughs> Maybe they like boys. Boys only. The boys only club. <laughs> Chairs sleeping on his stomach. They are prettier than the girls, so I guess that makes sense. But you never know. I mean, that translator man said that he might be coming by. He, uh, is always, uh, him. Maybe I get a roll for the donut. Maybe. Oh, but you know, what time of day is it? Oh, it's getting pretty late. It's getting pretty the moon late. The is high up in the sky. And some of the elves are starting to, uh, wrap themselves in their cloaks and prepare and to sleep. 
It was early morning when we arrived at camp. Yes, but you took a nice long walk and had a nice long meeting with another walk and then another walk and now a party. We're going to have a long day ahead of us. We could just go to bed. Let's do that. I need to sleep this feeling off. You know, we can can talk about it, you know. (laughs) Oh, God, here we go. And Barty's asleep, so he can't make any videotapes. I I, I raised my eyebrow, though. (laughs) In in his sleep. (laughs) I can can sense it. (laughs) So, Dawn comes... Hey, wait, hey, hey, hold on one second. I propose that since these elves have never had such a wonderful revelry before, uh, obviously these people have been, you know, just sitting around a campfire. They've never known so much fun that we've brought. I feel like they should all get bonuses for the next day because their morales have been raised. That's an excellent point. Yeah, they had a show, and then oh. they had a wrestling competition. One of the generals now has a busted arm. <laughs> it's in a sling. Yeah. <laughs> down on my desk to help me get through this mess. I fell asleep and before I was done, I woke up in shock, my whole arm was numb. I woke up in shock, my whole arm was numb. I woke up in shock, my whole arm was numb. I woke up in shock!
this jumping around has really helped the circulation come back into my arm. Man, cool. All right, guys. Want to go jogging? Sure. Where do you want to go? Let's go to the park. Something about the wine seems to have helped your recuperation. You guys feel rested, oh, ready fingers. to go. That's what I get for not Sure has a slight headache. Mmm, wine hangovers. That's why I don't drink wine in real life. Mm. <laughs> But it's like an old friend returning. <laughs> How much did I recuperate from my meditation? You have no wounds. I was just oh, down. Oh, you're healthy. Yeah, you're Yeah, all, I was down good. three hit points. Yeah, yeah, you're full. You're fine. Cool. So, so are we all back to normal? Yeah. The cloak, What? what's the properties of this thing? It will give you a bonus to hide or stealth, depending on how you're using it, what you're doing when you use it. If you're just hiding, staying still, you get a plus two. If you're trying to use it for stealth, like moving through like forested areas or any area for that matter, you'll get a plus one. It doesn't conceal noise or anything like that. It just makes you harder to spot. Excellent. The translator arrives. He looks like he hasn't slept all night. And he confirms that when he tells you guys he's been up with the strategist the entire time planning for the attack that the army will perform. Yes, I was a bit disappointed you didn't show, but I let you off the hook. That sounds important. Yes, well, we are planning to sacrifice many elven soldiers today just in the hope that you guys can actually breach the tunnel. Oh, we will. We or the tower. will. Okay, so here's the plan. Uh, you guys will head to that small village that chairs seem to have found on the map. Yep. And uh, there you'll see um, a, one of the uh, gateways. We'll have one of the elven wizards go with you. Um, he'll travel through the gate, but he'll stay at the gate upon when you guys arrive, so you'll have a way back. Oh, that sounds like a good plan. You guys will have to go into the tower itself. You'll have to rescue the rescue or kill the elf that was taken by the orcs. Wait, kill? He's the center of the magic that they're using to detect the elves. If you can't rescue him, he'll have to be killed. Oh. <clears throat> He's preferred to save, but... Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hundreds of elves are expected to die in the battle that's about to come as it is. Oh. One more is hardly a price that they're not willing to uh, pay. Oh. This could turn the tides. Absolutely. Oh. You could save thousands of elven lives in the future. A decision will be made without question, based on our opportunities. That's a nice cloak, Barty. Yeah, thanks. You like that? Yeah. Yeah, I... it's good stuff. Uh, who'd you kill to get that? Oh, I didn't kill anybody. I just, uh, you know, was a friendly wager. <laughs> it's all thanks to Chair. I killed I some dude's arm. <laughs> it's right. I pat him on the back. And... What? <laughs> arm wrestling. Oh, Chair and Barty are like I feel really connected to Chair now. Like I, I, I like through all the fighting that has happened where Chair and Barty have really you had a really good time killing people with, with each other. Yeah. I, I just look I at feel. Barty and I smile like you can be his wife. <laughs> uh, Chair looks around and is like eh. <laughs> I can have two. Oh. <laughs> 
I'll go find a rug. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what any of this means, but are you prepared to march with the army? He's prepared as we're gonna get. Alright, so uh, he brings you to the tree line. He basically has you guys line up with one of the elven what? wizards. What? How tall is the average elf? Uh, they're around five feet, so. So I definitely stand out as being almost two feet taller than all of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to know so that when who the archers were gonna be aiming for. <laughs> The orc archers are not known for their accuracy. Well, that's good. It's mostly that they just throw a whole lot of them at you at once. You guys wait at the tree line until some horns are sounded up and down the trees, and out of seemingly nowhere, the army just starts marching forward. And you guys are kind of in a line that went down almost from as far as you can see all the way down both ends of the tree line. As you guys start marching forward. Oh. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense to you. Because it's not like any kind of tactical column or formation. It's like a line. Wow, I'm glad they stayed up all night figuring this out. <laughs> Makes me really wonder why it's taken them 300 years. Um, and they still haven't lost. <laughs> the host continues marching forward for a couple of hours before... Another series of horn blasts start up, and the lines start to break off into sections of groups, kind of in these awkward little formations that don't seem to make any sense to you. Does Chair recognize this terrain from the table at all? Oh yeah, or from memory? Yeah, yeah. You can actually pick it out, you know, every detail from the, the um, memories from the actual table itself. Okay. Not the memories. The memories are different. Are crazy. I mean, yeah. So maybe I kind of see what's happening. Yeah, they're breaking off into formations, then, and those groups are, are those those formations are grouping together and heading to different villages at the same time. But they're all heading like over to the left or over to the right, and they're leaving large gaps between them. So they might attack this village over here, mm-hmm. skip these two, and go to this one over here. So the fact that they're ignoring this section that you guys are on doesn't seem so weird, you know. So it actually does kind of make sense. They're also, their formation is so scattered and wide, even within these groups, it makes them extremely visible. Mm. So easy to find, easy to pick off. And so I take it Chair, Chair realizes which way they're supposed to go. Yeah. And Chair just kind of points in that direction and is walking. Okay. So Chair is leading the way. The translator is already broken. about this VMAC. I have faith that after what I saw in Cher's mind, oh dear God, I have faith that he knows where we're going. Uh, I would like Barty to take point with him, and that way... If- yes, I, I, I was I was going to be right next to uh, to Cher. That way, if we need to, you can scout ahead with your fancy-pantsy cloak. Exactly, yes. That's actually what I'm going to call it, the fancy-pantsy cloak. <laughs> fancy-pantsy cloak. Another deep horn blast off to the left, followed by a pounding of drums. Instantly from that, you hear battle. They just carry on the wind. It's just very far off. It's faint. None of the groups you can see are actually engaged in it, but already smoke is starting to pile up from out in the distance where battle's already been fought. And the elves continue to march. Their formation adjusts just ever so slightly, and it actually starts to resemble a formation that makes sense with the archers towards the rear and the scouts actually on the flanks. And then the uh, armored soldiers with the, with the spears and swords 
kind of creating a triangle. And then as they get closer or further off into the distance, you actually see the scouts just kind of melt away. Chair at this point kind of stops mm-hmm. and kind of looks at everyone. And he's like, if I die, I'm glad I'm going to die with you guys. <laughs> Aww. I'm not dying. I'm not dying here. <laughs> you start to hear elven horns blasting off into the distance now. You can see some of the groups start to change pace and move faster, even running. Another horn blast, and a group separates from its archers. More deep horn blasts, and the drums again, the drums off in the distance, and black smoke. And everywhere you look now, you see these columns of just black pitch smoke starting to rise up from all the different locations where the elven hosts were heading towards. Now most of them gone and out of view. And we have the wizard with us? Yeah. Is that the only, besides us? It's just you and the wizard. Okay. Was the wizard uh, at the at the party? No. No. Um, ah. All right. I'm going to just hear me out. You guys with the magics, you stay in the back. I point at VMAC, Jamala, and the wizard. Lefty, you stay with yeah. me. Okay. Barty, you stay out of sight. Keep an eye on us. Are we really doing this? Are we really letting him lead us? Are we, is this really happening? Am I going crazy? I, it's, yeah, I am not say, seeing anything that I wouldn't say myself. It all makes sense. VMAC, you do all the hard thinking. <laughs> I'll do the easy stuff. <laughs> he's just doing what I tell him to do every time. He just, he's been paying attention. I like some people. <laughs> <laughs> the elf wizard laughs. <laughs> I kind of signal at Barty to get out of sight. You know, keep an eye on us. I head off to the left. Is this the forest or the field? No, it was a forest at one point. It's nothing but broken, shattered trees. And uh, so, the skeletons of old, broken, scattered trees. But, so there's nothing really to hide behind? You ever seen like those meteor strikes in movies? Yeah. Where like mm. the, the forest around it is just kind of ripped to pieces? Imagine that, except the corpse of the trees don't have leaves on them anymore. Yeah, so, I mean, there's, like, debris and stuff. He yeah. could use stealth to get around. Yeah, and you guys actually have to climb over some things here and there. I wait till everyone's kind of in position, lefties by me, and we keep walking forward. Okay. Now, the air is just constantly filled with the drums and the horns. You uh, hear battle cries, you hear the screams. Oh, the... this may be an appropriate time to bring up. I have a, not only do I have wilderness survival, but I also have tracking. Okay. So if we need us to, you know, track where people have been or if they're coming our way or whatnot. Well, you won't be able to tell if where they've been, but you might be able to like keep your eye out for foot patrols and things like that in the area. With uh, tracking or wilderness yeah. survival? Tracking. No, go ahead and make a roll, and we'll just kind of keep that as your eyes are open, looking for these sorts of clues. Yeah, as he's doing that, I'm I'm also like slightly ahead of the group and 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 slightly flanking the group to see if, if there's any sort of patrol that could potentially run into our group, I'd be able to warn them. Oh, uh, that was a five. Yeah, in this kind of terrain, it's going to be difficult to spot anything. Herp but, uh, there's more interesting things going on right now. <laughs> You're continuing on. Hours pass, and the sounds of the fighting is just horrendous not because of its proximity but because of its unendingness it just does not seem to stop you're constantly hearing the death cries of soldiers the drumming the horns and not knowing what's actually happening on the field just kind of makes you wonder how many of the elves that you've been bantering with are 
stealing their cloaks are dying out there. <laughs> when Cher sees the what he's been looking for, which is the remnants of some buildings. The spot. Uh, yeah, yeah, the spot. Right. It looks to you guys just like another collection of blasted trees, but they're arranged, once Chair kind of points it out, they're actually arranged as if there were structures there at one point. See? See that there? That was a, a thing. And see that there? That was a thing. These are all things. Tell them, VMAC. Yeah, those are things. <laughs> 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 the elf uh, runs into the, the area and starts pulling up dead debris and stuff, and moves it out of the way. And in an area where he seems very excited, the Mac runs something. over and helps. So does Chair. What you guys see is like a wreath, a very large, like six foot round wreath of just vines that just didn't seem to die. They're still living. They're still. You know, like like you, if you tried to cut into them, you'd expect sap or juice or something like that to come out of these things. It's still there, and he gets really excited and asks you to help him lift this thing up so he can yeah. prop it up against something. Okay, chair helps. Chair helps. Yeah. So you guys put this wreath. Uh, you lean it up against him? some debris, huh? Should everybody help? Should everybody be helping? Well, I'm, I'm on the lookout. I'm so so I'm still watching for orc patrols. I mean, we got two 16th strengths here, so... Yeah, it's, they, they've kind of got it under control. He backs up and he starts making his chants and gestures and starts talking in that little language of his. And the wreath itself starts to grow leaves around it. And then Ooh, it starts pretty. to look like almost like it's wet. And then water starts to rain off of it. And then the water rains back into it almost like it's dripping from one end and getting sucked into the bottom end, and that water starts to pick up faster and faster and faster until it's just a sheet of water. He just holds his position there, and he gestures for you to dive in. I'll go first. Chair jumps in. Okay. Next. Happy party. And after that, are you guys arming yourselves, or are you guys... Like shields out, I mean, swords yeah, out. chairs ready. Chairs. Chair, chair dives through ready. Like, for like buckler in one hand, club in the other. Like, okay. Is that how it is? All right. <laughs> the next in would be lefty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, then Kamala. And then is the wizard coming with us? Yeah. He, then the wizard would be next, and then I'd be last. Oh no no no! He he motions for you to go first. Oh okay. He's he's actually you can see like the the position he's of his hands. He's holding it open. Okay. Yeah. So you guys crash through on the other side, and you're standing on almost like a balcony outside of a stone-like tower. It's not stone, though. It's almost like petrified wood. Behind you, there's no door except for this big wooden wreath. And instead of water, it's just blood. Are we covered in blood? No, you're actually bone dry. Even having passed through the water and then coming out of blood, you're still bone dry. That balcony... It's fairly large. All of you can stand comfortably on it. There's no railing or anything, and there's a bridge going across this distance, you know, basically over towards the tower. It's about 20 feet into the air, and it's this narrow bridge. It looks like it had, like, these posts along it where maybe there was a rope or something that connected it or vines or something. That's gone. It's just these empty posts with these holes driven through, which would have been, like, the handrails. So you've got this big, expansive maybe six foot wide 
beam of petrified wood and, will walk across and into the tower. There's no one, no bodies, no people around? Nope. Chair barrels forward. Okay. Yeah, I run behind him and run across the bridge. Yeah, I see <laughs> them. I the, kind of shove Jamal along. I'm extremely cautious. I'm very cautious in this. Hey, let's go, Jamal. I'll be cautious with you. It's too much expense here. Not enough uh, tight quarters. Charging the, forward. The wizard, when he comes through, he closes the gate and stands there. And he actually does something to the gate itself. He takes something off of it and moves it around. So you're not sure exactly why he's doing that. But you guys can continue across the bridge to the tower. As you get closer to the tower, you can see that there's a, there's that same sort of balcony, but there's a, an actual doorway behind it. Scattered in different odd places up this tower are other balconies. Now, balconies don't seem to go anywhere from where you are, from what you can see, but they're just out there with doors that look just like the one you're, you're heading towards, but they're scattered up, down, all throughout this tower. And does each one have, like, a, a portal on it? Yeah. Not a portal, but a like, doorway to uh, walk through. Like right. a regular door. Oh, okay. Charging forward towards the door. Uh, I'm going to look back towards VMAC and Jamal and the wizard and see what they look like they're doing. The wizard's staying back by the gate, kind of moving his hands to usher you guys on. VMAC is kind of pushing Jamal along. I'm moving forward. Uh, yeah, I'm following cautiously. chair. <laughs> All right. Well, then I'm, I'm right going in. They're coming with us. Somewhere inside the tower, you can start to hear the drums again. And then they stop. And then again, Shit. boom, boom, boom. And then they stop. The walls of this tower, are they cobbled? Are they scalable? It looks like petrified wood. Uh, like vines, like living vines were woven to create these walls and then petrified. Does that look like something Barty could climb? Not easily. Okay. Pushing forwards towards this door. Type okay. thing that's right here. The wind's kind of whipping around you guys, but it's not so bad that you guys are like in fear of falling off or anything. As you, you know, getting closer, you're about two thirds of the way there when you start to hear the snarls and jeering of creatures. And you can look up and you see them starting to come out of the doors, looking around until they seem to spot you guys. I kind of like hold, kind of with my, you know, club, kind of like point at these these things and then kind of look back at my spellcasters. All of you, push forward, push and, and forward. And keep running. I'm running to the door now. I'm running. Are you happy? I'm running. Everybody starts running and the arrows start raining down. Blessing of the rocks. seven winds. Roll it. Sweet. You got my signal. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the bridge of Casa Doom. Yeah, except uh, you guys are running towards the orcs, not away from the east. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Does that make VMAC uh, Gandalf? Gandalf. <laughs> He's got that spear. Well, they casting a 14, maybe. <laughs> okay, so the most intense rain of arrows is basically coming from the left-hand side forward. It's actually maybe 10, 15 feet to the upper left of the, the doorway you're heading to. Are you casting towards that, or...? The idea is to, like, kind of push the arrows and maybe have them go toward back towards the archer. Oh, well, that's going to be difficult, but... But the idea is so just, you, like, you disperse setting... the, the arrows from us. So you're trying to set the wind ahead of chair in them? So that when the arrows come, they're hitting that wall of wind rather than... Like, that's the idea that I was trying to, like... Okay. Go... 
Either that or like to knock over the archers. Or or blow that would the have arrows to be, away. Like, you'd have to hit each specific Yeah, one then yeah, several. it's it's more along the lines of creating a wall of wind. Oh, to... that's awesome. Okay. <laughs> that was... Okay, so what's your effect? Five. Okay, so uh, you don't need that much of an effect because every one of them that would have hit were so just barely hitting. So it's no nothing for that wind to just send it off course. Sweet. So this wind just picks up in front of you guys and swirls around <clears throat> into its like tornado vortex thing and actually is moving at your pace ahead of you. Um, and the arrows start flying and the, and the rocks and the spears start flying at you guys and then they get caught by the wind and are just shoved away. So you're marching forward. <laughs> if anyone's got any explosion powers, maybe they should... I don't know. Well, every time they, every time they cast, they have to stop. That was yeah, see, right now, now I'm having to hustle to catch up. Uh, okay, to okay, okay. You're almost at the door, and you're starting to get there when that door crashes open, and three of the orcs are uh, coming out, and that wind catches up to those orcs. <laughs> Two. The other one stands. So one of them is just he, he comes charging forward, doesn't seem to have any clue about what's going on, and just gets sucked into this vortex and knocked right off the bridge. I mean, he's trying to cross the bridge to get to you guys. Rather stupid orc. The other one starts moving forward, feels that the wind's starting to grab him, and he grabs one of those pillars that, that the ropes used to be tied to, and he starts to fall off of that. The other one braces himself up against the wall as the wind crashes into him, and as it kind of hits them and starts to dissipate, he writes himself back. And I... Question. Mm-hmm. This wall of wind that had picked up all these spears and arrows, do any of those spears and arrows coincidentally hit these guys? No, no, they get kind of blown off. It's like, if you can imagine, <laughs> it's not going to get like sucked in. It's just going to hit it and get flung off. Or... Uh, I'm going to hit the shit out of this guy. Okay. Roll it. Eight. This is my new Okay, you have a okay. 14. So you come charging in, and you take your shillelagh, and you bash him right into that rib cage, and you your shillelagh just crunches on steel. Um, the orc grunts and, and, and shifts his weight to the to the left as, as he's getting hit by this thing, and his hand comes away coked in blood, and then he just brings his axe down to smash your facing. And I block with my club. Not my club, my uh, buckler. Okay. Five. Okay, the X comes crashing down, and you bring your shield up just in time. Barty has caught up. Now, there's the other guy who's, like, hanging on for dear life. Yeah, he's still there. He's trying to climb back up. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to pull out my rapier and, and stick him in the face. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead and roll your attack. D12 plus two. Yeah. All It's 11, gets so 13. Defense. Yeah, okay, roll damage. Not 11. <laughs> 13. And he howls in pain, and one hand grabs at his face, the other one can't seem to hold on, and he just plummets to his doom. <laughs> Lefty's caught up. I'm assuming Lefty's after Bart, or is it Jamala? No, I was after Barty. Okay. Three orcs coming at us, one of which is now Two blown orcs. off the side. One got blown off, the other one got shanked. And then, <laughs> and then it fell off. And, and then, then fell off. And now the third is going toe to toe with uh, yeah, the chair. His axe is hitting my. my... Uh, yeah, I've got my long sword out and I'm ready to do some damage. Do it. 
No whammy, no whammy. Uh, 17 for attack. Okay, roll damage. Holy monkey. Eight. So she um, comes into the other side as his axe is coming down on your shield. And she drives her sword right up through the soft part of the armor <laughs> under his arms. Jamala. If the opportunity presents itself based on the arrangement of everyone in front of me, <laughs> then I will I gladly blast this man in the face. Yeah, you can probably get that off him. He's tall enough where the person that he's actually like right in front of him, chair. Yeah. yeah it's short not really in the way. Yeah. Okay. Let's give it a whirl. Twelve. Casting you get, you get hit him. Uh-huh. You roll that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. <laughs> he rolled a critical success. Oh my god. Okie dokie. He's exploded. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? That's a, t- hold on a sec, 21 plus 3, 24. Plus the, uh, no, that's... okay. And what was this? Avenging light. So this light pierces <laughs> through all the orc smoke and burning clouds and pitch. And hits this orc right in the face, and it just begins to melt off. Straight up Raiders of the Last Ark yes. style. He face melted the orc. <laughs> That's nice. gross, but I win. Some of it falls off again. Can I high five Jamala? Yes. yes. Woo! Woo! And uh, VMAT catches up wheezing. <laughs> chair kicks down this orc to make him fall faster.
been a beautiful elven tower is now a fetid stinking rotting mess of ancient gross <laughs> you know you actually see dead elves orcs strung up like decorations um, oh i like the i like the intestine garland that's a nice touch they actually have the skulls of the elves no, they don't even bother to strip them they just kind of hack off the top and use those for sconces for the torches. So the skin is burning with the fire, and it's just got this nasty stink to it. It smells so bad! But this tower, it used to... When it, in its glory days, it was mostly made of wood, right? It was mostly made of wood, yeah. I can imagine uh, Jennifer's. You know what, Jennifer? Yeah. It's pretty bummed he's missing this. No, <laughs> I, I, I tap my lower I mean, abdomen and I'm like, he's here. <laughs> <laughs> he's here in part. 
<laughs> I don't know what I'm more disgusted by now. <laughs> okay. The drums are coming from the bottom in the center of this tower and the actual tower itself, the inner part of the tower is more of those balconies and it's a winding staircase that goes around the perimeter but it's broken up by these balconies where roughly located in the same position as those doors that you saw on the outside if you can imagine like the instead of a balcony being a half circle it's actually a full circle kind of stabbed into the uh, tower so the other half of that circle is on the inside so in that the uh, staircases stop you can see glowing flame from the bottom it's either from a bonfire or from something happening down there but you also see light coming from the bottom heading up towards where you guys are at how are we going to find the elf chair looks up chair looks down okay there's what? two ways to go hmm? i'm gonna try some clear audience okay. yeah weren't if- you gonna be able to like follow the threads or something to see if I can detect some shit. Spirit talk, empathic bond, your thoughts, any of these? Probably imagine it. There's probably a whole lot of spirits to be talked to here. Uh-huh. Got a total of 12. You start to call out to the spirits in the room, and actually the sconces, just for VMAC, the sconces actually turn to look at you. Their, their mouths open and close as they're speaking. Their eyes are still dead. Their facial expression is still dead. But they're actually speaking as if they were still alive. And only, okay. and only VMAC can see only this. Only VMAC can see this. This is some serious. What a beautiful image. So. The chill just went down my spine. <clears throat> What's happening? Well, all of a sudden, VMAC kind of goes into a trance, staring at the, the scones. And you're like, oh, whoa. Scones just tell you that. So he's at the bottom. At the top. No, he's at the bottom. Wait. <laughs> the walls will rain with blood, and that's what gives him his power. So he's at the bottom. What are you saying? Repeat it. What? 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 You're talking gibberish. What? The walls will rain with blood. And they keep saying this over and over again. Like one will say it, and another one will say it. It's kind of like this disturbing chant. Like give can't them their power. Or give him their power. Gives him their power. Yeah. You talking to spookies? Yeah. Oh, wait, no, because he's at the top, and the blood is raining from him. So he's at the top. Hey, Chair, can you talk to the wood? <laughs> uh, I look around. Is there any furniture? No. Can I, can I, can I, because I'm tired, can I do some kind of, like, intelligence check to figure out if VMAC figures it out before me? Yeah. <laughs> Eight on intelligence. Yeah, uh, rain comes from the top, so. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, it's up top! Oh, also, there's orcs still up top, remember, the archers. We have to go up. Mm, Okay. Fine, whatever. You talk to spooks, I talk to furniture. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I don't judge. (laughs) That was a really kind of horrific thing for VMAC to see. Yeah. So that's going to haunt him. No, yeah, that's. That also tells you the scope of the death and the magic that's been used here that that could leave that kind of an impression on a place like this. God. The elves are not going to want this place back. So you guys are marching up there, and, and VMAC, you can't stop just, like glancing at these uh, sconces, and they all seem to be looking at you, but you also notice that at one point, these heads were put on here with blood still in them. Like, the blood is actually had flowed from the necks as they were stabbed into the side of the wall and even those heads had 
drenched the walls with blood and, and kind of soaked into the wood and soaked down. Like you can see the stains. So, and these heads were probably not only heads that were put on each spike. Like they would rot away and they would put another one there. And then they so, would rot away and they'd put another one there. For while we're walking, I pretty much tell, tell the guys, okay, I'm kind of off magic duty for a little bit. I'm just going to be smashing stuff for now. We're going to need Blessing of the Seven Winds. I'm going to stay away from the magic stuff for a while. Yes. So I just want to smash yeah. some stuff. There's something very wrong with this place. Yeah, I can it's... hear the black dragon whispering in my ear. Oh. We need to get out of here soon. Let's okay. find this thing. When the magic guys are freaked out, that's a bad sign. <laughs> You hear an orcs calling out from the top of the stairs. There's a group of three of them right there. You, you get the sense that there's more probably outside trying to come through because you remember there was about five or six on that yeah. balcony. They have abandoned their bows and arrows and have come at you with their clubs. And I charge at the first one. And I actually stop. I pull him back and I do Winter Strike. Okay. Right at them. I know right. I said it, but for some reason VMAX like, Nope, they're clustered. <laughs> Let's fuck them up. Casting of 15. Nice. Come on. Right in the heart of the circle there. <sighs> Always. Uh, effect of 5. Okay. That's an armor-defeating attack because of the way it works. So so the uh, the spell erupts around right to the center of them, and they just kind of look around like stunned and perplexed about what's going on, but they start to push down the stairs past the effect and moving towards chair. You got it. It's, it's Winter Strike, not Blessing the Seven Winds, so it's, I was doing a Frost Strike on them. Yeah, but it's going to hit like right within the center right. of them. Of them so. Okay, cool. So as VMAC casts his spell, he has to let go of me. Mm-hmm. I charge right behind the spell. So the spe- Ooh, so this spell is like it's traveling towards him and that dwarf is chasing <laughs> right that. Behind it. <laughs> so as he get as these things get hit with the spell and they kind of shake this thing off and start to move forward and get away from this. Chair comes center. leaping through the fog of snow and ice and attacks the closest one. Alright. What's uh uh party doing? Basically I'm I'm running with uh, not directly leaping with chair, but I'm behind chair with my rapier. And you know. uh Jamala? This feels like maybe a good time for... How many of them are there? A five that you, you, you can see coming out. Oh, what the hell. I'll just uh, avenging light. I'll get one ready. A good one. VMAC just cast that spell, so... Chair. Hit for seven. Okay. And damage for... Hitting for eleven. Okay, so Chair comes charging up. The guy, he, he looks and he doesn't even have time to bring up a defense. And Chair just whacks him right across the face. And it just, you hear the bone crack in its jaw. Something gets dislocated because something fell off. But you didn't see that because he came tumbling right after it. Right down the center of the tower. Vardy can move, keep going past him or... Whatever the whatever is the closest orc, I'd like to stick. Okay, so you have to go past chair. He just knocked one off, and you've got one just slightly to your left. Go for it. All right, I'm attacking with my rapier. <laughs> All right, that was a six plus four, ten. Okay. Apparently, this one wasn't looking either. <laughs> go ahead and roll damage. damage. Oh, it's a three plus two, five. You wounded him. 
Um, so your rapier cuts just just below the jaw, like scratching across the neck, and he clutches that with one hand before he goes to swing at you. But or Lefty gets to go for next. All right, a ten make. for attack. Okay. Ooh. Okay. Are you attacking the same one or a different one? How close are the other ones? Well, they're kind of clustered, so. I'll attack a different one. Okay, you rolled a 10 to attack? Yeah. Okay, that one you, you charge into attack, and he actually has a club. And as your sword comes in, he hits your sword with his club and pins it to the wall. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, you could actually draw it back, but it's like the, they, they kind of hit the wall together. So, it was... If I can attack that one, that's the one I attack. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. 10. Critical 18. Is this the beam or is this the column? The avenging light, the one I usually do. Okay, so it's like a ball of... Yeah. Okay, so you throw that out and it actually blazes right to the right of Lefty and just bashes into the wall. So she's got the sword pinned over here and this big ball of energy just came right behind your head and singed some of your hair. Yeah, welcome to my world, Lefty. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So it didn't hit the thing. No, it hit the stone. (laughs) Or the wall. I'm sorry! I get Uh, to parry? Yeah, he has to draw his sword back. But actually, we're going to resolve the one that is clutching his neck, and he kind of pushes at at Barty to shove him off the edge. So his unarmed attack is a 7. Would you roll for defense, Barty? Defense. Now, is there a way that I could, like, you know, dodge this? Yeah, you can use defense or dodge or acrobatics. Right. I'll use, I'll use, I'll go ahead and use, do, 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 what is better? Yeah. I will use acrobatics. <laughs> okay, you don't get an attack in this next round. Well, then, attacks. well, then dodge then. Okay. How about that? Okay. Ah, critical. Do, do. So that's a 10 plus 3, so that's 13. Okay. Plus 6, so. 19. He goes to push you, push forward. You, you actually kind of circle around to behind him because he almost tripled his attack score. <laughs> so, yeah, you're actually behind him now. Lefty, as eloquently as he parries, he's rather clumsy on the attack. Uh, go ahead and roll parry. Ah, uh, balls. Six. You defended. You did. It was such a shit roll. <laughs> Kevin's roll was terrible. I saw it. Okay, VMAC and Jamala, do you want to call anything during this? Or? If I'm still running closer, which I assume I am, yeah. are all orcs attended too? No, there's actually still three more. They just can't get into the fight because the two orcs that Barty and Lefty, Barty and Lefty were fighting have kind of I mean, they're breaking off from the center so they can actually start pouring down the stairs. And that's what they're starting to do. But they were initially kind of jumbled by the three that were in front. Chair killed one. Barty engaged another one, kind of dragged it off towards the ledge a bit. Lefty's got one up against the wall. So now this path down the stairs is open for the other two. Well, if I'm charging straight down the middle, then I uh, get as close as I can and stand my ground for a moment to deploy another avenging light. Okay. I'm going to go and skewer uh, the one attacking uh, Barty. This attack is at the, the two new fellows. Okay. You actually would have to push past the other two. Oh. Coming down the stairs. Well, then I'm going to skewer one of them. Okay. 
if that's okay. Uh, oh, yeah. If I may. Yes, you may. Chair? So, to my left, I have got Barty and a orc. To your up forward left is Barty. Up forward right is lefty. And coming down the stairs are two orcs. One's actually running past you. Oh, he's running past me? Yeah. Left or right side? Right hand side. Uh, 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 uh. All right. Well, bah! to the right. <laughs> okay. All right. You want to wait for the second one or hit the one that's running past you? Because they're both kind of running past you. There's one in front of the other. Can I do uh, bah, bah, see if I can hit both? Like a clothesline? Yeah, yeah. You can try that. All right. Would, right. would I just roll my uh, attack for that? Yep. Ten. Um, Fourteen. That one takes it right into the helmet. <laughs> he only takes... Because uh, that's his helmet. That's mm. a letter. So you said 14? 14. So he's going to take 11 points of damage. And he's going to... Pull. So Chair swings that club and the one in front just gets clotheslined. Falls on his back and is on the ground on the stairs. The other well, he one... He wouldn't fall down the stairs? No, he got clotheslined, like, oh. boom, so he landed flat yeah. on his back. Yeah. yeah. And so... The other one, because that same attack ah. applies to the other one, he actually manages to not get hit because all of that energy went wasted on the first one. Uh. Or not necessarily wasted. Yeah. He actually steps on the one in front of him and charges screaming towards VMAC and Jamala. <laughs> Spear is out, pretty much using it to lunge, use his force against him. Ah, so you're breaking a charge. Okay. Is VMAC in my way? No. Okay. Now he's you guys can stand side by side, so go ahead and roll. Oh no. Casting test of uh seven. Okay. Yeah, you hit the stone staircase. Again, it was like you missed in that same kind of general direction. But it was enough to kind of offset his charge a little bit, and so his attack against VMAC is intercepted, actually. So, VMAC, make your attack. 14. You've got reach on him, so now he's got to get around your attack to abandon it, and he misses, and your spear drives into his armor, and... 10. You stop his charge, you drive your spear through him, and it cuts into the side of him, and he howls as he pushes up against the wall to kind of get away from from the blow and stop his own forward momentum. Barty! Since I'm behind the schmo in front of me, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to stick him. Do I ask where? Say what? Nothing. In it where? In the cornhole. <laughs> yeah, stick him in the cornhole. <laughs> no, no, do something like the throat. <laughs> or the yeah, no. soft part of his armor, like his underarm. Well, I'm going to stick him in the... Well, if I'm behind him, I'm going to stick him in the back. There you go. Uh, I rolled an 8, so that's plus 4, so that's a 12. Okay, roll damage. And 11 plus 2, so that's 13. And so he drives it up towards like the small of the back, where there doesn't seem to be any armor there. And chair, all you see is that front part of the sword just come out. <laughs> and the orc just clutch at it with his hands and try and pull it or do something with it and looks confused before it steps forward and, and falls off the edge. Nice. <laughs> Chad I'm just, likes. I'm just standing behind, the, the orc just disappears down the thing and I'm just standing behind the orc with my sword and I just give Chair a thumbs up. And Chair gives you a thumbs up. Lovely. <laughs> so I still have this staggering drunk orc, right? Yeah. I'm gonna attack. 
Okay. Uh, 11 for attack. Okay. Yay! 14 for damage. Nice. So he's going to take 9 points of damage. This is the only time you've hit this one, though, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. He's going to have to take a strength test for a round. Oh, just so Okay, so you, you hit him square across the chest with your sword, and he staggers back for a second, manages to slip, <laughs> and actually falls down on his on his back. Yes! Uh, so he's there. The one that fell is starting to get up, Chair, and the one that charged against you guys is actually just... He, he looks confused, like, what the fuck just happened? So he's staring at VMAC and Jamala like... He doesn't know what to do yet. So. Um, I am going to. Is this orc on his back or on his stomach? Back? He's back, on his back. Because I yeah, clotheslined him. Yeah. Well, I'm going to uh, club him in the face. Okay. Barty? Are there any orcs left? Yeah, there's one fighting lefty, one fighting chair, one fighting VMAC, and Jamala. Can I uh, look at chair? Can we stick the orc in the, in the head and the face at the same time? Sure. Excellent. Coordinated stick. Okay. Lefty, I'm assuming you're continuing your combat against the other orc. Uh, VMAX plan is actually to pull out the club that he has while the orc is stuck and kind of confused and just bash him in the head. Okay, you can pull out the thing and it's going to take another couple seconds before you can bash him, though. Cause it wouldn't, or would it be easier just to pull out and stick him again? Probably just be easier no, to pull I'll out do that. I'll stick him in the face. Jamala? This orc that VMAC is about to stick in the face. Uh, I will, uh, we're very close at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to direct an avenging light blast into his gut. Okay. Chair. Six, seven, eight for attack. Okay. I imagine hitting him in the face at this position is pretty easy. Yeah, he's trying to get up so he has to cancel that move, so he'll try to not apparently do much defending. And 13, uh, 13 for damage in his, in his face. Squish <laughs> goes the watermelon. Uh, go ahead and roll your attack. You're in the middle of the attack party, so go ahead and roll it. Yeah, I rolled a, a 10 plus 4, so that's 14 for the attack. Okay. And a, that's, damage would be a seven, uh, 9. Okay, so the sword, the, 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 the whole face flattens with, the shape of a club <laughs> as your sword drives into the top part of the uh, orc skull. I felt, like, yeah, I felt like we just like kind of looked at each other and was like, one, two, three. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it's kind of gross. <laughs> it's, I don't have to describe the sound for you anymore. You know the sound that Cher makes when he clubs something. Yeah. In when he's, <laughs> he's so <It's>... seriously dead. <laughs> Lefty. Yes. Your move. Nine for attack. Okay, roll damage. Seven damage. Sixteen. That would be a dead orc. Bam. Get him on the ground and then kill him. <laughs> that, oh, I like that. That's how we're doing it. Jamala. Ten. Okay, you're close enough for that I can actually work. Jeez, another critical. More criticals. <laughs> how sparkly. Oh my gosh. Jesus. 23 plus... 23 plus 3. 26. 
So as VMAC pulls his spear back to lunge forward again, Jamala charges forward, her hands throwing into a ball, and she buries it into this orc's chest, and he doesn't even have a voice to scream with. Because she hits him right where his like chest and diaphragm area is, mm-hmm. so he can't summon up the air to make the noise. It's just an open, gaping mouth and a sh- look of pain on the orc's face. Content, oh. VMAC pushes on. <laughs> When you let go of the orb, Jamala, what you see is this cavity of burnt flesh and guts inside. Like, everything just got cooked. Ew, it smells awful. It smelled pretty bad before. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But I'm sparkling with energy, so I'm good. Oh, and I thought they smelled bad on the outside. (laughs) (laughs) I had to be done. You guys actually get to the tower. Um, you guys are actually, as you're climbing up, you can hear this, the, the orcs climbing the tower after you. Uh, apparently some of the bodies that were falling to the ground mm. kind of advertised your presence. Mm. <laughs> um, Maybe they were just having a drunk party. <laughs> Damn it. You circle up to the top of this tower, and you can see that the actual roof is... If you can imagine like a domed ceiling with glass, but there's no glass. There's just a skeleton of where the plates would be. So there's just like the the framework of the petrified vines. Your staircase circles around until it gets to this big round platform that covers the uh, whole top of the tower. And that is where you see a purple balloon. (laughs) (laughs) Odd. Not what I expected with this decor. There was a purple balloon floating in here. That didn't actually happen. Yeah, that didn't happen in game. What you see is the same elf that you saw in the cage displayed much like he was in the cage, but instead it's like a, an X of bones that he's strapped to. All of it's stained with blood. You can see these cuts and gashes in these different parts of his body, and the blood is just kind of running off of him, just dripping into this divot that's on the floor. How is he bound? Uh, you can't see from this distance. But he's um, pretty, pretty freaking high up there. No, no, he's, like, the, the this big round platform mm-hmm. that you guys are on, he's at the other end of it. Mm. He's not he's not all that high up, he's kind of raised up above it, but not extremely high up, just so that the blood that's seeping and dripping off him will fall into this bowl. Okay. Now, and it's not like a bowl, so much like a bowl-shaped cavity in the okay. floor. Okay. Is there anyone here? Yeah, by the way, I have, I have my hand on, on, a, on a perfectly balanced dagger at this point, as I'm running up towards the thing. Ooh, scary. No, it doesn't look like anybody's here. Is okay. there a door that we can bolt behind us or something? Um, no, no, it's, it was all open air all the way up. Are there other ways out? Uh, roll detection. All of us? Yes, everyone. Yes, because you guys are everyone. all looking around, so... Spotter search? If yes. you've got it. Search. Search. Twelve. Twelve. Chair's not... Chair's got a five. Three. A seven. The two twelves notice, you guys notice actually, against the wall, like not far from where you came up, there's another ring, of, like a wreath in that area. Like the wreath that got us here? Yes, just like that wreath. Also, if you, you can see, like the bottom part of it still has some blood dripped around like it was recently used. And the orcs are coming. Okay, the magic guys. VMAC rushes over and sees if I can remove him. But are we supposed to kill this? What? Or save. Or save him. Preferred save. 
Hey. Can we light up, you know, the track behind us? And, you know, it's all wood. Let's light it on fire. The it's wizard is, wood. is back there. We have to go back yeah. the way we came, otherwise we can't escape. Yeah. We can't open this gate. I'm not saying fire. You know, light balls and, and hurricanes. Could, um, could, can we lift these wreaths? You could probably lift a wreath, yeah. I've, uh, I've we one. can lift the yeah. wreaths. Yeah, I want to try to lift a wreath. I'm, let's, I'm over at the guy. Yeah, party lefty. Cut this guy down. All right, hold on a second. When you get to the guy, you see how he's actually fastened to this thing. There's actually thorns, like big, you know, three, four-inch thorns that he is pressed up against. It's almost like he actually had these thorns sticking out, and they just pressed him onto it so that the thorns would pierce out of these different parts of his body. and the, So the blood would come out of the thorns and then drip off. Right. And he's been there for a long time. Yeah. Can you? Just, is he still alive? He's not even. He's not conscious, but he is alive. Can you? Can me, Vmac? Can you heal him as we take him off these thorns? Like, like, be healing him? No, leave the thorns in him. We'll take take them out when we get him out. Yeah, the thorns staying in is actually probably good because it'll uh keep the wound closed. Just move it. <laughs> All right. Okay, I try to try to cut out of the thorn. Okay. To cut the actual thorns off, that's going to take some time. If I break them down, I probably won't be with all the thorns. Well, it says, it's kind of suspended. You can't you know see what? exactly V-Mac how. V-Mac says fuck it and pulls the guy. The guy as or he's the healing whole him? X or everything? The, just the guy. Just the guy? With As you're healing him? <laughs> I don't have healing magic. Like, it's I'd have to... toughness, yeah. So you pull and pull and pull and you can feel parts of him just start to break loose. Uh. The man just shakes his head and plunges the death spear into him. What? <laughs> okay. My back is turned to all this because I'm watching the, the stairs. Thank you. You're, you're, you're still doing? kind of actually, you know, you weren't prepared for this, but you're still, VMAC is still kind of tuned in to the spirits themselves, and they kind of gasp as, like, the, the sconces, you can almost, like, see them, even though you don't see them. And to VMAC, it's like, I don't want that poor soul suffering any longer. Yeah, they all kind of gasp as if they were drawing their last breath, even though they've been dead for God knows how long. The orcs are still clamoring up the stairs. They don't seem to want to stop. And then the gate starts to drip blood again. I hear the blood to my... I I know, I was going to take a dagger and throw it into the fucking wreath. It's not open yet, is it? No, it's not. And, you, and, and remember, when you traveled through the wreath before, you weren't touched by the water or the blood. So there's something about this water or blood that makes it work, but it's not actually tangible. So throwing something through it like that might not have the same effect. And you also felt differently when you moved through. Like, you weren't carried with the same momentum. So it's not necessarily... Well, plus, you're also not going to be able to see what you're throwing at. But you could kind of ready a throw, so whatever comes out gets hit. So All grab right, the wreath! Grab the wreath! Throw it at the orcs! VMAC runs over to Chair. Ch- chair, who's kind uh, of in... Sh- you still got this guy, by the yeah. way. He's dying in Oh, he's arms. dying in my... Well, I, I... I'm going to roll this thing down the stairs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna do. All right, Isn't see. that our way out? I think that's the way for something to come in. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Roll strength. Yep. Is anybody helping him? If sure. He, yeah. Yes, please do. Uh, but I got a strength of 10. Okay. When I so roll you're, you're okay. You're able to kind of keep it up against the wall and just kind of roll it like a giant tire. Cool. That's Pull what I... Pull it down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. And I rolled an 8. An 8? Okay. 
Okay. So you're helping him keep it steady, and you guys are kind of, like I said, pushing this thing down. <laughs> I want to just push it down the stairs. Okay, so you get it going, its momentum starts rolling, and you just shove. <laughs> okay. Alright. Let's get the fuck out of here! <laughs> I take the body with me. Okay. The wreath starts rolling down the stairs. The actual orcs look panicky. Some of them actually, in some weird state of confusion, jump away from it. I mean, it's it, the blood is actually splashing off of this thing. It looks like something's trying to come out. You see us like an arm come out and reach out and grab the sides. You see a blade come out with it. You start to lose sight of it as this is happening, and it's just kind of bouncing down there. One of the orcs puts himself up against the wall, and as this thing starts coming down the side of the wall, he stops it, and its momentum and everything kind of knock him to the side, and the wreath and the orc both go starting to careen off the edge. It's whatever it was inside of it starts to climb out and fall out with it. So it was definitely orc-sized. Probably not really going to know what it is unless you want to go all the way down to the bottom. But nope. How many orcs are left headed towards us that I can see? They start calling out and, and, and crying out to whatever it was that poured out of that thing. Look up at you guys and start to run. And that's her away from us. Away. And I charge after them. You know, right. I have the dirt. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget, let's just get out of That's here. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm making a scene. Ah! I'll get you all! They run. Some of them, again, they panic. They, they lunge through the doors on the left-hand side out into those balconies. Yeah. Some of them will get or stampede down the staircase, throwing smaller orcs off to the side <laughs> as they, uh, they run away from you guys. You guys make it to the balcony and the bridge. Pretty much without difficulty. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Woo! I, I start ushering everyone past me. Okay. You guys start running across the bridge. The elf sees you guys coming. He starts working his magic. And instead of blood coming through this wreath, you actually start to see the water. Like you normally should see. And as you are making it across this bridge, again, no arrows, no nothing. These orcs, whatever you did, whatever was in that wreath, whatever happened, terrified them. So... You guys are running across this bridge straight to the thing as he uh, gets that wreath open and you guys appear on the outside, again, on the other side of the thing. You don't hear any of that deep, troubling sound of battle, actually. What you hear are cries, like shouts, like elves shouting out in elven horns. You hear the deep drone of a, of a retreating call. The drums no longer beat. Basically, the battle, you can see the actual group starting to retreat from the battle. So they seem to have gotten a clue as to something that has happened. And now everybody's making their way back towards the front line. Moving yeah. back, Hustle back line. to camp. Yeah. So, so uh, a few hours later, you guys wind up back at the camp. Scarce few of the council members themselves are even left. A lot of the elves you see are bitterly broken. You see a lot of elves without arms, uh, missing limbs, broken shields, broken weapons, badly scarred uh, individuals. Do we recognize anyone or anyone we recognize still alive? They all kind of look the same to you. Well, what about <laughs> my general friend? Oh, your yeah, general friend? Scout. Yeah, uh, you don't see him. The scout could have been any number of the scouts that you've seen. Uh. Well, this certainly makes this victory seem somewhat bittersweet. Is the translator yeah, there? Yeah, he comes up as you're actually saying that, and he says, well, it's still a victory. Oh, uh, where should I take this one? Put him with the rest of the fallen. We'll give him a, a burial like we do all the rest that have fallen in battle. That is all that I would desire. There wasn't really a choice, unfortunately. 
We didn't imagine that there would be much of one. We had hoped for one, but somehow you, you destroyed the mage? There was a thing, a big orcish thing that we threw off a tower, but we didn't see what it was exactly. I would imagine it would have been the mage. I mean, the the orcs, it seemed like they weakened, like their resolve was unsteady, their coordination was terrible. It was like, at just one point in the battle, it just seemed like they failed. I thought it wasn't possible that there was an orc running the show. Well, you've never heard of the orc mages, then? No. What did you see in that tower? Evil A lot things. Your death. Well, worse than death. Life magic and blood magic, they're the same. They're just kind of twisted around. Using the blood and the life force of other creatures to enhance your magic is known even to the orcs. And it's known to men as well. But the orcs, they worship it. Mm. And their priests, their mages, are their priests. They are the leaders of the orcs themselves. They lead them into battle. They lead them into conquest. You haven't killed the last of them. That you've given us as an opportunity to push forward, take back uh, the wreaths, and hopefully take back the entire area, the region. Chair doesn't like war. Give me some wine. I'm sure we have plenty of wine left for Chair. Femak, was that the tower that we were meant to, that couldn't have been, right? I don't believe so. That used to be Elvish. All right. We were looking for another wizard. Because I would assume that if that was the tower, then all hope of us retrieving anything from that. Well, how are you hoping to find this wizard? I mean, surely you weren't just. It's on the map! And I pull out the map. You have a map? Yeah! I present the map. Well, now that we can take these lands back, I'm sure I can send a scout to show you the way to this area. It wouldn't be hard at all. That works for me. I am going to go meditate for a long time. I think me and Lefty are going to go medicate with drink. Yeah, I, I want I want wine. You've seen some things you cannot see today. Chair, chair sits on his barrel, drinks his wine, calls out his little cockroach friend. <laughs> he, he pets his back and drinks his wine. <laughs> So somewhere in those wastelands, there's a wizard sitting over a bunch of books, looking through this bowl of oil and watching as the orcs start leaving. Thanks the gods that somebody has finally come out to get rid of those neighbors. He hated them. <laughs> War! War never changes but it can change a, a man a, a boy a dwarf I apologize and um, the hamster was uh, twitching unusually <laughs> you, you know how, how they can be <laughs> when you're as old as I am you'll know uh Tune in next time when we hear Dr. Ralph say uh, something to Miss Piggy. (laughs) 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 Uh, Good night!
Dungeons and Doritos is a radio show production and is made possible by the support of listeners like you. <coughs> to support the show, head to the Nerdy Store for D&D merch or donate directly to us for exclusive items where duels. From more Dungeons and Doritos episodes, character sheets, fan art, and other groovy things on the internet, visit nerdyshow.com. Saga's RPG is the official role-playing system <coughs> of Dungeons and Doritos. Uh, to learn more about Saga's or pick up a copy, visit sagasrpg.com. Dungeons and Doritos is in no way affiliated or endorsed by Doritos, Frito-Lay, or Wizards of the Coast. <coughs> this podcast has been a work of parody and <laughs> any references to outside content are for the purpose of satire. <coughs> Characters appearing are fictitious as far as you know, and any resemblance to real persons living or dead is purely coincidental, I assure you. I hate Galdap for taunting me with dill, pickle, and scallion. We're gonna make that happen. Positive I thinking. still want some of that braised child brain. <laughs> <laughs> no, Galdap didn't like it. <laughs> you ever smell formaldehyde? It's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time that egg, that turtle egg, got opened in the back of the middle school science department? Oh God. Do you remember that? I do. Uh, we, had to, we told him. Didn't the, you? It was me and Brandon up to no good. <laughs> <laughs> we told him it must be a gas leak, and they shut down the whole science building that day. <laughs> it smelled so bad. <laughs> up to no good. Oh, ma'am. When you put a bunch of these fuckers in your mouth at once, it's so good. He's referring to the amazing ketchup burritos. Oh my god! These are really good. You're saving some of them, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we have a cup full here. They're set aside. They've already cup. been put aside that Mike cannot get them. Yes, I just moved them away from him. And you need to put them out of his sight so he doesn't even remember you did it. <laughs> what are we talking about? <laughs> Man, to all of our oh. Canadian listeners, you are fortunate. Yeah. Canada. Uh oh, Canada. No, we got a forwarding address um, on the contact us page on nerdyshow.com. You want to send over some of these guys? Yeah. Mm. Carol Lefty Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. I'll open your mail. <laughs> Doritos? No. Doritos? No. I shake the bag if I hear chips. I'm like. Ooh! <laughs> The same goes to our Japanese listeners. <laughs> yeah, any international listeners that has uh, access to otherwise not known Doritos here in the United States, please send them. We require flavors. No. We have to evaluate these flavors. Oh, man. This is a Dorito fan podcast. Nothing more. <laughs> game? What game? Speaking okay. of the game. What's Doctor it? Who Doritos. Fish fingers and... Fish fingers and custard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be great. Fish fingers and yes. custard. Then Doctor Who Doritos. <laughs> apples. <laughs> I hate apples. You're trying to poison me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bartholomew Elfgar Gleeman the Third. What? No, you made that up. I'm the third. Oh, you're right. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> What's the pine cone?
Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.